Oh, you started it? Oh, okay. Welcome back to the Long and Hard Podcast. This week, we have a very special guest, a teacher of ours from high school, and, well, much more than that. He's a national sledge hockey player, played WHL hockey with the Medicine Hat Tigers, uh, with the U of A, and has a crazy story about breaking his legs and the comeback from that man this podcast gets pretty deep pretty deep we we uh we getting deep on this the long we going long and hard on this one for sure i would say absolutely so the guest is none other than mr kieran block i say mr block because that's probably what we had to call him in high school we you know i was thinking about that driving up i'm like do I call him Kieran? Do I call him Mr. Block? <laughs> I believe we just called him Block a lot of the time as well. <laughs> blocker. Blocker. Yeah, blocker yeah. Like in the school days. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, this is a really good podcast. I think that we touch on a lot of different subjects. We talk about education because he is a, a teacher um, and he's working with a very special program out of Rogers Place now here in Edmonton and uh, obviously taught us in high school and all that. So he's he's been through education system we talk about all of that and then obviously a little bit about hockey his injury and really get into like mindset at the latter part of this podcast so it was really interesting and i i think people are going to take a lot away from it so yeah really really fantastic episode good guest really cool story um go buy his book go buy his book (laughs) josh is reading it i will be reading it once i order one there you Uh, go but uh it, it sounds really good, and uh, I, I would definitely encourage you to check it out. Um, also, and we uh, mentioned this in the show, but Kieran recently um, appeared on Josh's solo podcast, the Invictus podcast, which uh, is a little more heavy listening. It's uh, you might cry. They they talk <laughs> about uh, simultaneously cry toys of tears of joy and sadness um but they uh they talk more in detail about uh well i guess the story of the show is people with overcoming injuries overcoming injuries yeah, yeah. so they talk more detail about kieran's injury kieran, kieran had a really big uh life-changing injury a yeah. few years ago he talked about it here but uh, i would encourage you to check that out as well get a little more of his backstory uh very inspiring and uh yeah it was a lot of fun let's get into it Can I kick it? Yes, you can. 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 Well, I'm gone. Can I kick it? To all the people who can quest like a tribe does. Before this, like, did so you really know what I was? Comprehend to the track force. Why? Yeah. Cause okay. Yeah. They do like this sober October with a bunch of comedians, and they just, you know, I think I think their rules are pretty much the same as ours. It's like work out every single day of the month. Yeah. No alcohol, no weed for Joe. And yeah. those guys too, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and so we're kind of doing that with a group of our buddies. And yeah. Whoever wants to join in can. Yeah. Hop on the bus yeah. and so for our listeners and anyone else who cares, right? Yeah. So we've been recruiting people for yeah. pretty steadily. So yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. If you're interested, or I not. could. <laughs> yeah, I could uh, definitely do the the no alcohol. I feel like that'd be a pretty easy one to do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I said the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. The working out every day uh, is going to be difficult. 
I went like yeah. four days straight this week, and I was like, this is going to be tough, man. It's one of, like, I, I like to think I'm pretty active and work yeah. out fairly often, and I play like hockey or ball hockey or whatever, yeah. like move around, but yeah. then to like truly go work out every single, like if you do it a few days in a row, you're kind of like, what do I do tomorrow? Like everything's sore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, working out is, uh, is a difficult challenge for me, definitely after, uh, well, I don't even have a gym membership anymore, but <laughs> oh, really? I gave that up, I don't know, three years ago. And you're going hard in I the was, sledge hockey days for sure. Yeah, I was going hard. Now it's, uh, I'm active, so I'll still mm-hmm. go play hockey. Yeah. Uh, especially my job, I'm like running around with the kids all the time. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So I could definitely work out that way. Um, as far as me going to the gym, uh, I don't know. I might make it there uh, one of these years, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of these years. I was thinking there's going to be a lot of like uh, bicep pumps and then run into the sauna and just yeah. like, chill oh, out the executive for yeah. 40 minutes. <laughs> just sweat out like two pounds. Yeah, uh, good workout. Yeah. Good workout, guys. Yeah. Take, yeah. take a water in and just, yeah, have at her. Sit in the sauna. Pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, go <laughs> so just to make you repeat yourself yeah and I sort of know the answer but because uh, you teach but out of Roger's place yeah so I didn't understand this the first yeah, time I, I told, I, told I, me I, like three times didn't yeah understand no, the first it's two, uh, so. so I I'm officially work for the Center for Diverse Learners okay mm-hmm. it's out of St. Gabriel School in right. uh, like Southeast Edmonton kind okay. of by Capilano yeah and then uh, I teach out of Roger's Place. My program's called Personal Pathways, and it's for kids with anxiety, depression, ADD, and, and just other areas where they would have mental health challenges that would keep mm-hmm. them out of the traditional classroom or where they wouldn't right. have it, the same success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have uh, a youth service coordinator that connects mm-hmm. the kids with the community. I have a, a TABT, which is a therapeutic assistant behavioral therapy so <laughs> yeah, like I, the acro- I know yeah. I, the okay. acronyms are we have so many acronyms where I, I work it's 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 quite interesting yeah and uh, they they're specialized just to work with behaviors and and they have a more of an education on the behavioral side mm-hmm. of thing okay and then in the class we have a, an EBS which is an emotional behavior specialist that mm-hmm. comes in mm-hmm. uh, learning coaches we have psychologists on staff yeah Hmm. a social worker that's in the class uh, about once a week and then like our admin so it's a little different but so uh, is it almost there's kind of a team of you i guess like yes there's man-to-man coverage more or less so closer to that right we have there's I work with two ladies right now. Yeah. So the youth service coordinator and the TABT full-time. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And then the other people come in sort of, they have their days. So oh, like okay. I see. Wednesday we have our EBS this okay. year on, it's looking like Mondays we're going to have our social worker mm-hmm. and, and so on. And and they come in, they all have different skills. They all do different things within the classroom. We have uh, about 11 kids right now. Yeah. And... Uh, so it's it's grades four to seven my program right um so all in the same room so it mm-hmm. provides its own challenges trying to teach be all those different yeah. grades at the same time uh but at the same time you just you you teach a concept and then you where you you assign the work it's a different assignment for a grade four than right a grade seven gotcha 
Yeah, that and, was uh, sort of my next question. <laughs> are, so do you just have math, and then everyone's kind of learning yeah. each tier or stage Basically, or so I'll, I'll, when we have math, for example, I'll teach a concept, and let's say it's, it's uh, multiplication. So I'll look at, like, single digit to two digit mm-hmm. for the grade fours, and then it mm-hmm. scales up to whatever integers or, or sure. something to that effect for the grade sevens. And so it's, it, it can be a lot of planning, but uh, at the same time, I don't have the same demands as the traditional classroom. So it, Interesting. it makes it uh, hmm. a little easier. And then is, is this a program that's, it must be relatively new. It is new. recent. Yeah. Um, it is. The, so at Rogers, this is the third year. It's the fourth year of the program. So they're still creating right, yeah, a lot. Yeah, okay. yeah. I remember that. And uh, uh, so it was under the umbrella of Genesis, and then the school, St. Margaret's, took it over okay. uh, last year. So this is their second year with basically the Pathways program. Okay. So it's a hmm. lot of a lot of learning, a lot of new. No kidding. Um, even in the oh, yeah. Pathways program, there's me and one other teacher that are returning from last year and then everyone else is new. So oh, really? Okay. It's so uh, new teachers as yeah, well. lots of new teachers and yeah. it's, uh, I, I think the team we have now will be around for a little while. Cool. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It seems like we're all gelling pretty well and it's, why, uh, it's nice. Why Rogers? <laughs> do they, do the, they just have the space for the, it or? The, the age old question. Uh, I don't know. I, oh, okay. When it comes down to it, I, I don't, I think there's just a unique opportunity to put a classroom in a building that, where we have access to Grant McEwen, we have access to mm-hmm. the Oil Kings and the Oilers, and mm-hmm. and then just to, to be in a unique environment. Uh, the mm-hmm. other programs are in the rec center, so there's two in Clairview, two in Meadows. Right. Um, okay. Did you ever go to high school? No. High school was like at like yeah. uh, Skyreach Center, I guess it would have been Skyreach okay. Center. Okay, yeah. 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 So, but it was only like, it was like a week-long program or something. Yeah. You would have each individual elementary come in, and you would... Measure the concourse of yeah. Oh, yeah. You see how many see how many seats are in uh, in yeah. Rogers Place, and yeah. you learn about uh, the community within Rogers Place or Rexall and what it what makes it work. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So right, right. we're we're actually really fortunate this year. We get to be a part of oh, Oilers so cool. School, so there or Ice School. So oh, okay. But I we're gonna do it a little yeah. different because we're on site when they have time within their schedule where let's say a concert's coming in and it'll take up a lot of space on Thursday and Friday and the Oilers are playing Monday, Tuesday and they can't do high school, they'll bring us in on mm-hmm. let's say the Wednesday mm-hmm. and they'll do our week nice. a little more broken up, which will be actually I think a really nice way for yeah. for my kids there. Interesting. To, uh, I think they started it when I was in grade four. We were like one of the first schools. To, oh, yeah? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it was, it's pretty cool, man. Yeah. So it was back when... Tommy Sallow was the goal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Doug Waits, like, around here. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, actually, maybe not that long. <laughs> uh, I think it was, like, George LaRock actually came and, like, talked to the, okay. to the, the classroom. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's how long ago yeah. it was. But he yeah. always did that sort of stuff, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, was a, he was, like, super in the community, community and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> but, uh, and then, so the less structured classroom, let's call yes. it that, or less traditional, whatever yeah. word you yeah, prefer to use, I suppose. Yeah. Does that? 
how did it sort of come about that that is the best environment i guess for oh, that's a good question uh, yeah. and maybe you don't know the answer i'm yeah. just kind of curious how this program sort of came about for because generally yeah someone with yeah add or anxiety or yeah. something in that yeah, like the, you, you know what I mean. Uh, like the traditional setting is probably yeah, not the would most be absolutely the worst place for that sort of. Yeah, person, oh, yeah right? absolutely. So, yeah. so there's uh, and I don't know. Like, I mean, somebody must have been sitting in a room deciding these things. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I would love to know. Like, yeah, and I've talked about it with just my team and other teachers. Like, who decided? Like, let's make a, a program called mm-hmm. Personal Pathways. And yeah, sure. yeah. Um, it it really just it, and it's a program of choice, so kids aren't forced to go. They they get to choose to oh, go, okay. yeah. which is uh, a nice feature. Because mm-hmm. um, then, if it's if it's not working there, they have the choice to, to move on. Oh, okay, um, yeah, interesting. But it it just takes. Uh, I want to say like kids that just aren't having success. So mm-hmm. one of the guys, I mean, I uh, we're really encouraged to get to know the kids before we read the files, and I think mm-hmm. that's good practice for any teacher. Mm-hmm. And as yeah. I got to know this one boy, he was. Uh, super kind uh, like he's in scouts he's I mean really like a model citizen mm-hmm. for a, a classroom and yeah I'm like why is why is he here right and I couldn't figure it out so I you know I go in his file and I, I look and it's like pages and pages and I'm like whoa so I start reading it and he would get so anxious being in the crowd so oh okay. going to school yeah. with 300 kids he get so anxious he would literally run away Wow. So some of oh, this okay. information yeah. that you're reading, you're like, whoa, he's just like taking off running down the street. And you're like, or he would get to school and he'd go and hide under the principal's desk because he just got so anxious yeah. about yeah. everyone around mm-hmm. him. And so, I mean, one, to see where and how far he came. Yeah. And then just to, to see the challenges that he was going through in a classroom, yeah. he missed a lot of learning. Whereas in the smaller class more support he just felt more at home he felt safer mm. and, and he was able to let his guard down and then he yeah. came to the classroom and and you'd never know you'd never know that, huh. that he was yeah. he was so troubled when he was in yeah, his in, traditional yeah, or traditional. community school yeah. yeah is the goal to reintegrate afterwards or pathways is a little bit of a mix okay so we've had some kids that have come and made huge headway mm-hmm. and they've transitioned back. Hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some kids, like with the discussions with parents, they want them. So we go all the way up to grade 12 now. Okay. Um, So not at my site, but as you move into other sites, so Clareview, and we have one at Rundle Park as well. So Hmm. they're high school. And so uh, some kids will will stay the course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they'll stay in pathways. There's just the class size, the environment works and create success for them. Um, some will, will come for a year. Some will come for six months. Uh, it's, it's really up mm. to the family to decide that. So, okay. um, I mean, I've got a few kids right now. I'd, I'd love to keep for the next five years. They're in grade seven and they're just awesome kids. And, yeah. uh, unfortunately, yeah, we cap out at grade seven. So yeah. they'll have to go to a new program next year. And mm-hmm. but then it's cool. Cause I get my, my grade fours and fives and I'll get to work with them for yeah. three, four years. And so you actually get to see that, that development 
of their person. Yeah, yeah. And you do work with the knowledge as well, but we really focus on building those connections with kids mm-hmm. and really trying to adjust them into an environment where if they want to, let's say, go back into the tr- traditional stream, we're trying mm-hmm. to set them up so that mm-hmm. they have the tools in place so they, if they're feeling a certain way, they know what to do, how to seek help. Right. If they yeah. need a, a fidget. I, I've never seen in my life fidget spinners and all those mm-hmm. gadgets that, that kids use. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be I'll be talking and literally four or five kids will have their heads down and they're playing with their fidgets but they're listening. Right. So right. if I were to just call on them and be like, What did I just say? They'll tell you verbatim what you said. Right. But they just need that, that hands on. Yeah, and, the tactile so, or what, whatever yeah. it might be, right? Yeah. So uh interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's cool to to see fidgets and all those tools being used properly. Right. Because right. Coming from a traditional school where yeah. every kid's got a fidget spinner and they're just Give like, that. Yeah. Yeah. and you're taking them away yeah. to, yeah. to kids. And you have a, like, four <laughs> desk, desk drawers yeah. full of them. And, yeah. yeah, I've got yeah. My, my treasure chest is just their own stuff of <laughs> giving it back to them <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the end yeah, of the yeah, week absolutely. or whatever. Huh. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, so it, it, it really did, is decided by the family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Some kids... You know, I, I would I would love to keep them in the program with me because I think they can make a lot of headway and they can make some big gains. Some some have a lot of supports outside and and they don't they just need that next step. Hmm. So just like you would, you mm-hmm. know, if you're moving schools because you moved or you're moving schools because you just you need a fresh look. Yeah. And and then you'd go maybe for grade six or seven, mm-hmm. and then you go to another school and that's where you'll continue so I, I think some kids yeah just really benefit from that one or two year change like mm-hmm. maybe out of a grade six where they just weren't gelling in their community mm-hmm. come for grade six and then let's say in grade seven they could go or we we had one that right. yeah. came for grade seven went to a traditional school grade eight and um, and if that's I mean one if that's what the family decides great but mm-hmm. uh just again setting them up with the tools so that when they move into whatever mm-hmm. community school they're they're just ready to to go right especially the schools kind of get bigger and bigger as you go up and up too right? usually yeah yeah generally, <laughs> yeah, generally. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah so huh. different experience than, uh, than the high school eh? yeah. yeah yeah so we have we, we still cap out at 15 mm-hmm. in the high school so it, we cap out at 15 for every program. Uh, 15 kids, kids per, yeah, per classroom? Per Sorry. classroom, okay. yeah. yeah. So uh, if you're in a, a high school classroom, there's still only 15 mm-hmm. kids, which okay. for some it is really nice, and and they can just, yeah, work through more on the mental health side of things because of the other professionals on top of their schooling mm-hmm. instead of having that huge social class that they're mixed in with right 300 or 800 or 900 yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if you're at uh, some of those big schools like O'Leary 1600 kids yeah. in your in your school in, so. yeah oh man That's, I think Shep was like 2000 I want to say Shep and JP were about 2000 when we were I think there, so. Right? so yeah we were tiny which is just yeah <laughs> it's kind of crazy to think about just 
all those kids together and the social dyma- dynamics and yeah. fuck, kids are generally speaking fairly mean <laughs> before yeah. adults, right? So yeah, I don't know. it's well, and and that's and that's part of it is like some of these kids they just once they get around other people they want to impress they want to show off when you add uh, like a group of boys and then you throw in a few girls you know you <laughs> oh, get yeah, your yeah, yeah. your your alphas starting to peacock and getting ready to show <laughs> yeah, how tough they are or whatever certainly, yeah. and, and i'm sure vice versa i can't really speak too much on the girl side of things i wasn't <laughs> yeah fair <a> girl and <laughs> but uh yeah so it's it just takes a lot of that mm-hmm. out of it and mm-hmm. and they just get more of that one-on-one time with the teacher and and really get to build within the small community interesting so yeah it's uh it, cool. I, I this is my second year um i mean the things i've seen as i told you josh the yeah. it, it's it's incredible the growth mm-hmm. that i've seen in mm-hmm. some of these kids and, and how they're able to push past some of their their challenges yeah and and i i share the one example one boy took basically till the end of the year and I think it was the second last day or something before he put up his hand and answered in front of the class. Right. Right. We were right a class right. of twelve, so we had those kids all year long. Yeah. So that's that was, but this year when he came in, it was like couldn't get him to stop talking. <laughs> so on on one side you're yeah. like, I'm trying to teach. You got to stop talking. But on the other side you're like, this is really good. Is He's good. talking. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah you you have some different standards for him mm-hmm. because you want him to continue to talk you don't want to shut it down and have him go back into that uh yeah into that little shell and, and you want to keep yeah. him huh. absolutely awesome. like yeah encourage it but in a healthy way i yeah. guess right so yeah, yeah. so <laughs> do you think and i guess this is a loaded question and you're a teacher currently sure. but <laughs> would you perhaps say kids in general uh, would benefit from some sort of less structured classroom sort of thing. Obviously, we yeah. all need a basic level of yeah. reading, rhyme, and arithmetic. But yeah. the the I have my qualms with the uh, traditional education system, and I, sure. I'm an adult adult now, so I'm yeah. allowed to have these opinions. Yeah. Right? But <laughs> you know, there I think people are aware there's some sort of flaws. It's a very when you actually research the history of the traditional school system, it's very strange of how it came about, <sighs> yeah. right? So, and then obviously kids like that with, uh, <laughs> you know, those sort of needs, I'm not saying they should be mixed with everyone else by any means, yeah. but, you know, do you see where I'm well, going? Well, yeah, no, I, and, and I, I do think, I mean, ultimately, we, if we could have every single one of our kids in, in the Pathways program transition back, like, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I really love this environment. Yeah. Um, I don't know uh, when it comes down to the traditional stream. Like, I know they're getting away from mm-hmm. a lot of rote learning. Mm-hmm. And it's it's trying to create an environment with a lot more like, critical thinking skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm always... I don't know, a little confused on the topic in the sense of on one hand you get you you provide a lot more information. 
as the traditional stream. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. get your your math. You get your science. You get your mm-hmm. social. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, by the time even my kids, anyone in my class right now, gets to grade twelve and is looking to join the workforce, the jobs that they will be starting don't exist. How can I teach to that? True. So very true. I and right now I think what I try to do in my teaching practice is teach skills for basically an open education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are some skills like math where, you know, five times five is going to be 25, no matter how you look at it. Yeah. And you want to teach that foundation so you can look at mm-hmm. grouping. Uh, even when I was traveling over the summer, uh, between the four countries I went to, they all had different currencies uh, and they all traded off of the American currency. Mm-hmm. So when I was calculating a lot of stuff, it was calculating to American, then calculating from American oh, to yeah, kind that of country of yeah. origin's currency. Yeah. And so I was making two or three calculations to figure out, okay, how much is this $5 that I'm spending, how much is it actually worth mm-hmm. in Canadian? Mm-hmm. And so those are valuable skills that yeah. I think everyone needs to learn. Yes. Um, but then it gets tricky and complicated because... Like when I was a kid, I didn't have the internet even to, mm-hmm. to Google something. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. just starting to get going, but we had encyclopedias. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. they feel Stone Age, you know, and it's, you, if you had a good encyclopedia set, it'd be maybe $500 and yeah. it was a nice thing on your bookshelf. And if you needed research, you would look up in the encyclopedia. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, now, as I'm teaching lessons, we can fact check as we go along. Yeah. So kid, if they have a question, I don't quite have the answer. I'm like, hang on, let's look it up together. <laughs> yeah. So, so exactly. Yeah. So I'll, yeah. I'll pull out my phone. Uh, crazy thing I just discovered in my classroom. I have a TV. I can screen cast yeah. to my TV. So they can see. So I can, we can look it up together and I can show them the skills of how to problem solve. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's where I've focused more of my mm-hmm. teaching. Um, yeah. Is how to find the information you want. Right. When it comes to, like, do I agree with traditional classrooms or mm-hmm. not? Uh, it, that's a hard question to answer just because yeah. uh, a traditional classroom, there are, I think, a lot of positives to it. Mm-hmm. But then you look at a, a school like St. Joe's mm-hmm. where they have a big open learning floor and you go to a lecture, yeah, yeah. almost like a university, but then the majority of your day is spent on a learning floor. You're doing modules. Yeah. So hmm. I think for some some children, they'll really benefit from that environment. Yeah. Uh, to have more access to environments like that, I think would be beneficial for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I still think there's a, a very good yeah. use for the traditional stream because yeah. some kids just, they need that structure. Yeah. They need to come in at... Uh, you know, nine o'clock or eight o'clock, and it's math, then language arts, then mm-hmm. lunch, then social, and then they get their spare. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's where I think getting more of a a, a mix might be beneficial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think you'd have to start it almost in kindergarten. You, I, I, well, yeah, because they're kind of that. Oh, should we change the education system? Well, the part of the the far side of that would be total anarchy at schools, which just yeah. wouldn't work either, right? So you would 
probably need kids to grow up with it, so yeah. to say, right? You couldn't just yeah. change it. For, for kids in grade 11 today, all right, starting next year, grade yeah. 12, we have this crazy sit. Like, it would yeah. just be a shit show, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Y- you know what I mean? I think that kids obviously learn, like, differently, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you have your your kinesthetic, like, yeah. your guys who actually have to be doing it. Yeah. You have the, the visual, you have the yeah. listeners and everything. So, and I mean, traditionally, it's a little bit more difficult for... I think like younger boys get hit pretty hard with it because I mean yeah. they're you got the like they're active right like they yeah. want to be out there running around and yeah to be like in <laughs> jumping a, off the tallest thing on the playground or whatever yeah right? so, but to yeah. be in like a, a classroom where you're just like no sit still Johnny like yeah I yeah. need to teach you this history of how <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how where, the settlers wherever, came to Canada yeah, or something yeah, right yeah it's yeah. like it's difficult mm-hmm. um, what you were saying though is like I feel that if you would still kind of that love of learning like that mm-hmm. continual yeah. mm. process of yeah. you know yeah. i really enjoy this so i'm gonna continue like school doesn't end in grade 12 yeah right yeah yeah and nor does it end in university yeah. or anything yeah so i, I think that's well said kind of encourage the oh does this topic interest you like yeah. here's how you go find out more information yeah. sort of thing right yeah so. or does this topic interest you now really dive in yeah like, yeah. yeah there's like go ahead first yeah. that yeah. thing, you know. And and even with does it interest you? No. Okay, well, let's look at why doesn't it interest you? Mm-hmm. And then let's mm-hmm. look at what can you do? Where can we find cuz we're we all have to do things in our lives that we don't absolutely love to do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So how can we work around this difficult thing that as we view it, it we're we're struggling mm-hmm. because we don't want to do it and we have no interest and we put it off, but Mm-hmm. We we need to get through that. Yeah. And so actually, one thing that I'm excited about this year is a lot of topics in science and social. I'm going to take and I'm basically going to put on the board and just say, what do we want to learn about? And then from what they mm-hmm. okay. pick, yeah, I can say okay, and then I'll tailor the curriculum yeah. to match those needs, and then we'll dive deep into those those outcomes and Mm -hmm. and then I can focus on that and my hope is exactly that that inspires their love of learning and they go wow that was a lot of fun to learn about Mm -hmm. this and maybe from that they learn about you know topic a and from topic a they they want to learn more about it and it goes deeper and deeper and and again that's those those careers that that don't exist that Mm -hmm. if I can inspire that love to learn then we can foster that and then hopefully as they become adults, they find things that they just love to do. Yeah. And then yeah. they'll become passionate. They'll become, uh, yeah, just experts in those fields and, and really provide a, a great service in whatever they wanted to learn about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I, I think it, I always, uh, I call it to myself, I guess, like synthetic knowledge. Yeah. So basically kind of problem-solving, critical thinking, like yeah. your ability to absorb information and not recite it but like yeah. use it and then use it to the mm. next topic etc right so yeah. if you learn how this microphone works <laughs> you yeah. can now learn it. this is actually a relatively basic one you can now <laughs> once you have an understanding of it now yeah. you learn how to use more advanced ones etc right yeah so. absolutely but I, I think too to the the people that are making their careers right now on youtube yeah and you look yeah. at like you know that uh, that guy that's uh, ninja, yeah, sure, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the Twitch streamer, yeah. yeah, the Fortnite yeah. guy, yeah. and yeah. it's like, I mean, 
most of my kids, I won't say all of them because I know yeah. not all of them, but most of my kids, if they could be him, it's like when I grew up, I wanted to be Wayne Gretzky. You know, it, right. they want to be Ninja. Yeah. Right? And yeah. That guy's got a pretty healthy career. You know, he makes a lot of money, <laughs> oh, yeah, and, yeah, and he does what he loves to do. Better. So it's like, uh, like, <laughs> by all means, go for it and uh, and enjoy. Uh, I think that's ultimately what is most important. Is you you want to find right. something that you love yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe playing video games is uh, <laughs> a yeah. bit benign, yeah. but. Uh, I, hey, it's I, still a career. Absolutely. So. Well, it, it is now, and to even like to us and you know generations before us, it would seem so strange. <laughs> it's pretty but, funny because we're like those damn kids. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But, but I was actually gonna. It's funny you say the YouTube thing because as I, uh, as you say that, I kind of was thinking of the question is how many kids want to be YouTubers? Like it's yeah. it's all of them, right? Yeah. It's a it's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Versus, you know, it, when we were in grade four or seven maybe yeah. you wanted to be a rock star or a movie star yeah. which is kind of the same idea right? yeah yeah, so, yeah. it's yeah. It, it, i think it's yeah it really is it, it it's more open to everyone mm-hmm. yeah. whereas you know to to get into acting to get into elite sports i mean hockey let's be real you got to be you got to be wealthy to play hockey yeah and not only that you have to have the passion you have to have the the right coaches and it, there's a lot of steps that go into that, mm-hmm. um, but uh, like a kid's ability to dance, well, you know, little Billy might be a rock star dancer, but now he can put it on YouTube, show mm-hmm. that, and share those gifts, sure. and be yeah. discovered. Yeah. Whereas before, yeah. it, you know, if if you're, well, I'll use uh, Craig McTavish. Okay. As uh, as my example, a lot of people I don't know how he's respected in the hockey community, but if we look at the Oilers over the last you know ten years, when he was in charge, when he was a coach, uh, from you know the rumors, it, it didn't appear that he was as as liked as maybe some other people in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. So when he's calling up whatever San Jose's GM and being like, let's make a, a deal, maybe they're like. Uh, no thanks, because mm. I don't want to do business with you. Yeah. So how many kids lost out on those opportunities because people just didn't have good relationships? Mm. Whereas now with a YouTube or those other platforms, yeah, they can, they might not have that same relationship, but they can see the talents and the abilities of these kids coming yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. And so they go, oh, okay, and it, I mean, you can just access those those people. Exactly. You can reach out to that person. And yeah. kind of skip the no, middle. I see what you're saying. It's it, it's kind of a free market. Truly, it's a free market. Right? It, there's yeah. and especially for something uh, arts and entertainment in terms yeah. of music or dance or whatever too. Because in that industry, there's a lot of bureaucracy, I guess. Right? Yeah. Because so, you say there's a lot of people that aren't you making decisions for you. Right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which is un- yeah. unfortunate. But it's it's interesting to see. I think it almost ties together the free market of YouTube, the internet, whatever you want yeah. to say, with a growing freeness in the classroom and learning etc yeah <laughs> I, I don't know we're going down i think societally a path that just doesn't exist yeah it hasn't existed the, where it's yeah. a new path right yeah so. yeah where you can actually kind of pursue what you enjoy exactly yeah. The, yeah the job you retire from probably doesn't exist right yeah so yeah exactly and mm-hmm. it's uh i mean unless you're you're going to be a doctor a lawyer mm-hmm. a teacher 
would. Like yeah. you're going to do something that's in the traditional stream of yeah. of, of education. Well, and even when I was in university, I think it was after my third year when I'm entering my fourth year, mm-hmm. they said that my first year's knowledge is basically now obsolete. <laughs> yeah. So that's how fast yeah. information is changing wow, and moving. Yeah. And yeah, it is. Yeah. So it's like, how, how are we? And that's where the foundation of to be able to write. Yeah. To be able to write a resume, to be able to, you know, create a budget, you need basic math skills Mm -hmm. and there's so there's some basic skills i think that are important yeah but uh all that extra knowledge it's we have so much at our fingertips now and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh, yeah it's just a a wide open world so our phone is (laughs) an extension of us in many ways right so do you actually so uh, grade four to seven, that would yeah. be age like ten to thirteen, right? We have nine, nine to yeah, yeah. Well, I'll say eight to thirteen, yeah, because you, you get the odd one that's young, you get the odd one that's old. Yeah, sure. yeah, okay, yeah. So uh, our, uh, I'm assuming they probably all have cell phones, right? Or most? No, I don't know. You know what? Um, Not to sound like an old guy on the porch, but yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm just trying to think. Yeah. Uh, most have a cell phone. If they don't have a cell phone, they've got an iPad or right. some kind of tablet. Um, we're actually uh, our our class is pretty good. They don't really bring okay. their devices. Some do. Because they have really long bus rides in the morning, so they use right, them on the right, bus, right, right, and right. then we literally just collect them as okay. they come in. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I would say yeah. mostly everyone has okay a device. I, I suppose maybe for that type of uh, student, and I don't yeah. mean that in a negative way. Yeah, taking the phone away is probably conducive, I guess. But uh, I, I was just curious if you knew, because uh, some friends I know who are teachers, it cell phones in the classroom isn't as big of a deal yeah. as it used to be and I don't know it, so each school has their own policy so right. we have a no cell phone policy okay so we just and that's just to help with all the behaviors everything yeah um, when I was at FX we didn't have a cell phone policy at the time yeah so there's a lot of different strategies to how to manage that yeah. um, I mean some teachers will take them away some mm-hmm. will not worry too much mm-hmm. uh, but I've been in schools too where uh, I, I ask a kid I'm like what are you doing I'm like why do you have your phone out and they're like oh I'm taking notes mm. and they literally show you and yeah, yeah they've yeah. got everything that you were talking about uh, and discussing yeah. uh, when I was subbing a lot yeah and I'm like oh okay then we'll continue <laughs> on like I'm, yeah. I'm sorry actually to interrupt your, yeah. your learning you know and, yeah um, and then I've seen it in high school where they'll take notes and everything, but then it'll be, this is important. So they literally flip open their camera, take a picture of the slide. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then they yeah. they just got that for quick reference. And mm-hmm. um, I think there's a, a huge value to technology in the classroom. Yeah. Um, the tricky part is, can we, can we use it appropriately? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and... As much as you can teach the kids how to do that, you still have one that will switch between their messages yeah. or their games or yeah. whatever. And so, yeah, with our guys, we, we do have one-to-one technology. So we have Chromebooks for everyone. We have uh, iPads. We have mm-hmm. access to 
and then we have uh, like we have a cell phone and there's a couple other tools we can use in the classroom mm -hmm. um, and there is a time when we'll do stuff that they can use their phones but we we try to limit it so that they're using the mm -hmm. technology we have yeah. just to keep the one, one less parents. one less variable and, yeah 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 for sure. and and yeah. the other distractions off off the table there's yeah. a big thing about how the tech companies are trying to get into those elementary classrooms because yeah. you become an adopter at six years old and yeah oh well microsoft is my brand now or whatever yeah. right or yeah. google chromebooks yeah. this is my thing right so and there's so i just learned about an app uh I want to say it's called, I'm going to actually have to look it up. It's called uh, Science Journal. Okay. Hmm. And uh, let me just find it here. Science, yeah, Science Journal. And it's an app made for your cell phone. Hmm. So you can't get it on your Chromebook. Gotcha. I think you can get it on the iPad, but it's the cell phone version. Oh, okay. And it's... So you can take anecdotal notes right mm -hmm. on your assignment. Mm -hmm. Let's say you're doing an experiment. So I, when mm -hmm. I think of it like a bio twenty class, it does tons of yeah. uh, labs, and yeah. it's you're you're in there. It feels like every week to every twice a week to every two weeks, um, and to have that to be able to take a picture to mm -hmm. be able to show directly what's going on with that picture, mm -hmm. you can just create an assignment that's more comprehensive and yeah it shows and demonstrates a lot more learning yeah um, interesting yeah but then again that's using the tool properly and that's making sure they're not texting or snapchatting yeah. not or yeah sneaking onto a facebook or yeah, yeah. Uh, instagram yeah. snapchat yeah and huh. interesting because it could but yeah absolutely <laughs> well like, uh, i have teacher friends on snapchat who snapchat throughout the day at work so yeah we, yeah i i yeah. just hope they're not being like hypocrites like all right give me your phones anyways i gotta yeah. text my friends right so but uh actually that's interesting to think because it could actually en enhance the learning experience a lot yeah. even to a point of uh uh augmented reality where yeah. it's like pokemon go sort of thing mm. so it's like all right here's the rat you have to dissect and you like hold your phone over it and it's like so uh -huh this technology yeah so we have uh apps on our on our work phone okay and they're virtual reality apps so you take the cell phone you put it into a virtual reality gl yeah. glass holder thing yeah mm -hmm. and then you hold up these merge cubes the merge cube will show whatever app it's on so there's a a body merge cube so you can hold up this cube, and it's the human body. Hmm. So you can go and dissect the human body oh, okay. and look at it. You can then uh, go to another app that's the galaxy and look at the planets holding up this merge cube or look at the sun. And uh, so you're, like, you're kind of like Tony Stark. Like you can like zoom in and like move basically, around. And <laughs> basically. Yeah. Or you can go to the beach yeah. and look around the beach with hmm. virtual reality. Wow, and then from there, it's like, okay, you're going just to... Just looking at merge I'm, cubes. I'm just right looking at yeah. yeah. I didn't know these are a thing. No, Actually, I, you know what? I did see something about I've this. I've never like, seen this oh, before. This is really... This is so cool. I just learned about them last year. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, we use them in the classroom, and huh. so every now and then I'd grab one from the, the the box, and I'm like, let's check this out. Like, I really want to... And you go through, and yeah, and if you look at something for whatever, three seconds or whatever it is, it'll open it up. So it's almost like it's a click. Oh, okay. And I'm yeah. sure you can set the setting so it's one second or two seconds yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Yeah, you just sit there, and you look at this cube... And you can mm-hmm. just twist it and move it, and yeah. you can look all around it, and you're exploring the human body. Yeah. So it's <laughs> interesting. It's already starting. Wow. Yeah. To to come and uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it can have a lot of. Yeah. I mean that again. That's using it properly. <laughs> but then when I'm a grade seven boy, and you're like, all right, explore the human body. I'm just gonna look at the boobs or whatever yeah. sort of well, thing. Well, they're pretty, right now anyways, they're pretty PG, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's more like the inside of the body, so you can yeah, look at the heart. Yeah. And the, but sure. yeah, but. Uh, but, I mean, but it also hey, does yeah. show you so much better than just. Yeah. I'd, when I think of a textbook, I think of a whole bunch of text with like crappy little pictures yeah. in the margins, and it's yeah. like, here's this elaborate thing you need to know about. And yeah. You're like, yeah, <laughs> right. So I hardly ever read textbooks. No, but yeah, it was no. just <laughs> I was pretty bad in university. Yeah. I like the rappers were always <laughs> so sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's getting away from textbooks. Yeah, and then like really our, our textbooks the one challenge with them is the I mean these these experts in these fields go write this magnificent textbook mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden somebody discovers something else and now that you know page 10 is wrong yeah yeah it's not it's not a fact anymore and right so do you reprint you know five million textbooks across Canada to yeah. fix one page or do you Acknowledge that it's wrong. Yeah. Move past it and just leave that textbook. And then, how long before forty pages out of a three hundred page book are wrong? Yeah. Mm. yeah. And now you're 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 tasked with: do you just negate that information as mm-hmm. you read through the book, or like how do you work around it? Mm. Mm. So as you you go to more of a a, a paperless environment, yeah, you have less of that disruption. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, you just send update three point yeah. two or whatever. Yeah, the... yeah, exactly. And and with uh, like I, one thing I use and I, I'm starting to use more and we're starting to create it actually currently is a Google Classroom. A website. So Google Classroom. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I can go on to the Google Classroom. Oh, Google has its own app. Or I mean, obviously, yeah. I guess right. So and it's anyways. it's basically a, a database. Okay. So I create a class for language arts. Yeah. And then everything language arts related, I can create questions, uh, I can create assignments, quizzes, so I can test to see who knows what information. So if there's something I need to to test, and th- mm-hmm. all simply by opening up my my laptop, getting the kids to join the class, they can all go and answer the class. I can make it anonymous. I can make it visible. Mm-hmm. I can get them to submit all their work. Do everything online. Mm-hmm. And then I get that real-time feedback. So we did a lot of writing last year on Google Docs. And so kids would say, oh, I'm done. I did this. And then I would open it up with them. So mm-hmm. I would be on my laptop. They'd be mm-hmm. on theirs. And I could highlight things. I can put comments in. Right. And I can edit in real-time with them. So I can mm-hmm. show them how to make those edits. Mm-hmm. Or 
I plug it into the computer if everyone's making the same mistake and I so go okay everyone look at this and same thing I can get everyone doing it at the same mm. time and uh, it just creates a more dynamic learning environment mm. that uh, and still pencil and paper is valuable yeah and now it's okay you want to do pencil and paper sure here you go now take a picture of it and upload it to the Google Classroom. <laughs> so everything is in one yeah, database. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if I ever need something yeah. or need a, a child's work, I'm not looking through their backpack. I'm not right. digging in their bin. I just I open up, go to that student, mm-hmm. and I can access yeah. whatever mm-hmm. I want. Yeah, definitely. So it's uh, it, it's cool. It's it's I mean the way it's changing is pretty it's pretty neat. I, I mean, it'd be interesting to see because you've been, uh, well, involved with education your whole life because you went to yeah. school like everyone, and then yeah. you teach after. So yeah, when you look back at the evolution of it and stuff, right? So not to backhand and call you old or anything. No, 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 no. It's, no I'm not, I, I don't take it at all. So yeah, old. yeah. So old. yeah. <laughs> um, when yeah. I look, when I look at where I was when I started mm-hmm. to where I ended. Mm-hmm. to where I started teaching to where I am it's I mean I feel like in the last five years that's tripled for how fast yeah. that knowledge is kind moved. of the exponential growth probably right? whereas so. I mean basically in, in elementary it was chalkboards yeah. which is kind oh, of yeah. crazy and mm-hmm. then we were just starting to get the dry erase boards yeah. as I was in like maybe grade six seven yeah. then grade seven eight it was like chalkboards were out yep and they were starting to get i mean they still had the projector that they'd roll in and yeah yeah. you'd watch the the movie off the the movie cart and everything like that yeah to by the time i was just leaving high school i think they were just starting to introduce the smart boards and then just as Mm. i was starting it might be actually a little early but it just as I was starting to teach, I mean, smart boards were a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, people were learning how to use smart boards. And the odd classroom would have one. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you don't have one, it's like you're living Crazy. in the Stone Age. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. yeah. And I, I can't wait to see what's, what's, what's next. next. Yeah. Because it's... <laughs> you just sit down and you're like, all right, everyone, put on your VR headsets. And <laughs> that's it. But I think because uh, smart boards were... Like, by the time we had graduated FX, I want to say... They had, like, three or four of them. Yeah. I would say by the end of grade 12, most classrooms had one. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Most. Right? Um, but I also remember they were, like, just watching the teachers use them was almost... I don't want to say... Humorous? Fr- well, no. <laughs> but, and, but not not their fault because they were just so, like, finicky. Yeah, yeah they were. They it, were was, it, it was a... Yeah. Yeah. It was a definitely like the 1.0 of the technology yeah. sort of thing, right? Yeah. So. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I went to a, an event at the education faculty, or a, an event that the education faculty put on, mm-hmm. and I think the first smart board was either 91 or 2001. And oh, really? So, wow. like, it was way before wow. they sort of went mainstream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's, it, even when you think of, what's available from when they first came out and watching yeah teach I mean I was probably one of those teachers oh, sitting yeah. up there being like stupid board like as I'm <laughs> muttering it to the board and facing the board so no one sees me wanting to 
basically punch a hole in the smart board yeah. <laughs> to the the options and the technologies that they have with built within the smart board. You can mm-hmm. design lessons, you can use manipulatives, you can do so much right on the board mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're so smooth now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's it's like how do you create the next app? You know, that's yeah. that's gonna take over because yeah. It is, it is. I mean, smarter people than us are always <laughs> designing the next step. Yeah. Because it, you, when you do look at a technology, you're you're thinking, what could possibly come next? Yeah. This is amazing. And yeah. then all of a sudden, the next thing comes. And you're like, I didn't even think of that, right? Yeah. So. I mean, you, the Blackberries in oh. like grade nine, grade ten, or whatever. And now oh yeah, 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 yeah. Then the first iPhone in yeah. probably first year university for us, and then. No, the first iPhone was... 2007, I guess, yeah. actually. I'm lying. Yeah. yeah. So but I, I got an iPhone for the first time in grade 11. I okay. Remember. I was pretty stoked. No, I got to get rid of my gramophone. I was my, the like, Blackberry keyboard. guy. Yeah. Yeah. I was the I was, Blackberry guy. Yeah. yeah. More secure, bro. Yeah. <laughs> for all those BBMs. Yeah. 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 Did you... Uh, so... Because, you know, the last time we knew you as a yeah. teacher was yeah. in FX, and now you're teaching with uh, Pathways now. Yeah. Was the interim more just high school teaching between then, or so? Uh, so I taught at FX. Yeah. Then I basically left my position there to play sledge hockey. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Right, right, so right, I went and played yeah. with the national sledge hockey team. Yeah. Uh, for six years. Uh, was the last cut in 2014 for the Paralympic team. So the only thing I didn't go to. Um, I don't know, maybe butt heads with the coach a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, um, uh, so twenty-five. Okay, so uh, you played nationally, but uh, that would have been the Olympics. You would have so potentially made. I I literally went to everything except for. So in in twenty fourteen, I was let go in like. I want to say January, January twenty twentieth or twenty first or something oh, like that. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. And uh, Olympics would have been like February. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they're I think if they're February Paralympics are March. Okay. Right. Okay. So it was like basically a month before. Um, and uh, and basically why I know that is because when I was doing the research for my book, because I decided you know what I'm not even going to worry about the fact that I got cut. Mm-hmm. I love teaching. I'm going to go into teaching. So I. I started emailing for potential jobs saying I'm no longer playing sledge hockey I'm looking for a job is there anything available to that like principals and teachers I knew around mm-hmm. the district and mm-hmm. and uh, and then yeah I got a I mean a response and ended up getting a job which was awesome um, I, I'm, I'm grateful for that opportunity mm-hmm. and and when I look at uh, everything else I I had a lot of problems with sledge hockey because I didn't classify so I right yeah I we go into this yeah, yeah yeah so so yeah. basically I'm uh, I'm the most able-bodied disabled sledge hockey player uh, playing sledge hockey right <laughs> and uh, and to the point where I just yeah I was I, I I didn't have my ankle fuse at the time so I didn't classify miss competitions and I think too that ultimately hurt me because when mm. there's opportunities okay, yeah. to perform I was sitting in the crowd because I couldn't play right. Mm. Right, um, but uh, yeah, I, so I, I when I looked to get this this job, I just thought, you know what, I'm not even going to sweat the fact that I I'm not playing sledge hockey because 
as I've learned in my life, especially when I first broke my legs, hockey's not everything. Yeah. And it took me a little while to get there, yeah. but uh, yeah. when I got cut, I'm like, you know, I'd like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and, and get a teaching job. And, and so I, I got a job literally the next day, which was right. <laughs> it, it made me feel pretty good because after basically being tossed aside, it was like, mm-hmm. okay, people actually do want me as part of their team, just yeah. not this team. And <laughs> yeah. You got to yeah. find the right team sometimes. That, it takes a little bit of work. Good, that's, there's so, a lesson in positive thinking there, yeah. I think, for sure. Right? Yeah. So. Um, and yeah, and so uh, when that coach left, I yeah. decided I'd sort of give it one more try. Yeah. Coach came in and, um, yeah, I just realized, like, I, I was just, I was sort of over it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I worked hard, and, and I did get cut again, but I struggled. I, I struggled, uh, like, basically with depression playing the sport because I didn't I didn't want to do it. I yeah. got a lot of anxiety going to camps. Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh, I've, like, hockey can be a wonderful environment, and it can also be a very destructive environment. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, yeah. And, and just how uh, you get treated... I mean, some some people get treated like absolute garbage, and mm-hmm. for whatever reason, somebody likes you, somebody doesn't. You mm-hmm. get a shot versus not getting a shot. Yeah. And I just realized it's not personal. I just don't gel with with that person. And yeah. Um. So yeah, when I looked at playing sledge hockey, I, I was sort of doing what I needed to do. But I was sort of going through the motions, and mm-hmm. the the summer before mm-hmm. I got uh, let go from the national team, like for the season mm-hmm. uh, to start, I just I was in the gym and I was like, "Can I do this for another two years to make it to the Paralympics?" And I was like, "I don't think I can." Mm-hmm. And so I mean, sort of master my own domain. I go into camp and I get let go, and it was uh, mm. it was a little bit of a blessing for me because. Yeah. Um, I like playing in the Western Hockey League, playing university hockey. I, I got an opportunity to really play some high level hockey that some of the other guys didn't get the the same opportunity for. Yeah. And uh, when I when I went to sledge hockey, it was sort of a second calling. Uh, it was right. I was I was already on my way out of hockey. Yeah. And when I broke my legs, I sort of lost that sense of community because my friends that I would just play like ball hockey with and, and just other fun sports and you know, I'd go to the gym with and do some of those other things, I couldn't do that anymore. Right. So when I got into sledge hockey, it was great because it gave me that sense of community. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> as, <laughs> <laughs> those things are like built like tanks. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Well, there's also <laughs> so much shit over yeah. here. <laughs> so... So yeah, so when I when I went into sledge hockey, it was like it started taking up a lot of my life, which I knew it would. And we kind of talked about yeah, this, and for sure. And then uh, with the opportunity to just get into teaching, I, I really wanted to see what that was all about. I went to university to be a teacher. I didn't go to university to be a sledge hockey player, and right. and uh, I just wanted a little more independence. Uh, I mean. In sledge hockey, I was told basically what to eat, where I could be. Uh, I was told how to work out. I had to go to camps. So 
uh, when I first went back to the team, they literally told us we're not allowed to leave the hotel, uh, which was the most depressing thing in the world. Hmm. Um, when I went to World Championships in, in Buffalo, um, the hotel was attached to the rink, so yeah. you just take an elevator down, which, you know, you'd think like, oh, this is great, but when you don't go outside for about four or five days, like, your mental health suffers. Yeah. And I remember just saying to, like, a few of the guys, I'm like, I need to go outside or I'm going to go crazy. And so as a team, we went outside, and it was funny because we found this little patch of grass, and we all just were standing there. We were laughing, joking, and and sort of acting in a way that we hadn't acted before. It was like fresh air. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Uh, and we had to clear it with the coaching staff, and like we had to like A-OK it to go outside. Yeah. And it's like I just was like, at the time, I think I was 30 or 31, and I'm like, fuck this like, <laughs> yeah, yeah like i want to live my life i don't want they we started getting like curfews before games and i remember i was sitting on uh, a buddy's bed and uh, <laughs> i laugh telling these stories now because uh, I, I would be shy to to publicly say this but i'm sitting on a buddy's bed and uh it's 1007 i kid you not 1007 we're chatting we've got mm-hmm. a game the next day and the the coach walks by like we have a the door wide open it's like we're not drinking we're not doing anything we shouldn't be doing we're on the bed talking Mm -hmm. and uh he walks by he's like what are you doing and i was like uh just talking and he like goes shrugs his shoulders shakes his arms and like makes the most embarrassing body language you could ever imagine Mm. to show his disapproval that I was up past 10 o'clock and I'm 31 years old, you know? And it's like, (laughs) like that was where it was like time, time for a change. You know, like I'm, I, I get it. If, if we were up till two in the morning and we're drinking and we're partying and doing all that, by all means, you know, let's set some, some boundaries. But at the end of the day, like, you play in the NHL, nobody's saying, hey, you need to be in bed at uh, 6 o'clock because you got a game and you can't have a beer, you can't do the things that you want to do. Yeah. If you're a pro, you got to make your own decisions. If you're not performing, you're not going to mm-hmm. play. And, and, and I, I believe that to be true. Like, it's it's a performance game. And let me do what I need to do to be ready to play tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And if I'm sitting there, even if I'm having a, a beer the night before, so what? Mm-hmm. If that's what I need. And... Um, they they really came in and tried to uh, when I when the last coach left uh, they they tried to make it a like a like an under 16 or under 18 team where they had to micromanage every single movement yeah yeah um, so yeah it was just like I'm ready to make my own rules and yeah that's pretty ridiculous when you yeah. think about yeah. it yeah What's the age range, though, on those teams? Cause so you get, like, I think when I was there, uh, we had one guy that was, my last year, he was probably 16, 17, okay. 18, like he was young. Yeah. And then the oldest guy was, uh, like, 39 or 40. So, sure. I mean, I, I get it. You, you got this big range of, of players, and you got some kids, really, that are kids. I would say even, like, under 20, like, you're, you've got some kids. And... When I played in the Western League, we had curfews, mm-hmm. and we, we, we had those boundaries. And I think that was important because we're, we're playing away from home. 
were like especially in some of the small communities you're you're celebrities yeah in those small towns and uh you do need some boundaries and especially when yeah absolutely a guy comes back and he just signed for i mean now the league minimum's pretty small for your signing bonus but i think like we had guys sign for a million dollars when they were like 18 19 years old and you give an 18 year old 19 million dollars one million dollars when they're 19 and they're they're driving a lexus to yeah. the rink or an escalade and you're like it, yeah it's it makes sense why you want to create some of those those boundaries but mm-hmm. you know at 30 years old i don't need to be told when to go to bed yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah when you, put you know way, even really. even in 25 like when i basically once i started teaching mm-hmm. i had to look after myself i had to you know make sure i was doing my job mm-hmm. i had to prepare lessons i had to, to to teach the youth and i feel like in that job or or any job where you're you have these responsibilities you learn how to be an adult right and if you need some coaching along the way that's fine but that that should be coaching not being told hmm. yeah and uh so yeah so it was yeah time to move on and and then i mean the the irony in it all of me not classifying me not being disabled enough uh and then ultimately missing those some of those competitions as as soon as I left, I went into stand-up hockey and played the highest level amateur hockey in Canada. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I would say, like, for, for what I had went through and everything, I, I was fairly successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so it's like, I don't know, was I... Maybe I wasn't disabled enough. Maybe I was, but... Uh, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I... It's all, I guess, how you... You frame it, and yeah. officially, I'm disabled. Like there's right. no, there's no question about it. But uh, mm-hmm. when you compare it to the next guy, it's like, yeah, I don't know if if you can. When I look at the things I've done in the last nine nine years of my life, yeah, uh, outside of breaking my legs, recovering, I've done a lot of stuff that most of those guys couldn't do. Couldn't do, yeah, and. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that actually, so, because that probably, you could probably relate. Yeah. That mm-hmm. statement. Definitely. And that transitions well into some stuff I wanted to ask you guys, but I think we should take a quick break here. Sure. And uh, get back into it. So, just to, to relay it back to what we were just talking about. So, hopefully, there's a logical jump here. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so, you were saying kind of you're, you were very able bodied for the Paralympic team and stuff. Yeah. So, I guess is there a medical definition of yeah. disabled and yeah, so, or, or does Hockey Canada or does the Paralympic? So isn't there even committee? tiers of disabled too or something? Yeah, so yeah. It, the, it's the IPC for sledge hockey, or okay. not for sledge hockey for it's the International Paralympic Committee that right, right. that regulates all these different Paralympic mm-hmm. sports. So right. uh, wheelchair basketball um, is one of the most liberal, I'll say, wheelchair or Paralympic sports. Yeah. So almost anybody can play wheelchair basketball, but you get a score. And on the court you can only have so many points. So if oh, if right. if you're Josh if you're basically able bodied, yeah, you'd be a five or a four and a half. Yeah. So I'd be I think a four and a half out of whatever, five points. Yes. Yeah. So for me to play on the national team I must be really good yeah, because 
if yeah. there's a double leg amp that's a two mm-hmm. that's just as good as me well now if you're, you're taking up a lot of space on that yeah I'm taking up an extra so now the people that the are salary playing, cap of yeah, salary cap the cap space of your disability whereas in sledge hockey mm-hmm. there's no point system because that would be too difficult on the fly to be like you're a, a six and there's or a five and there's a three on the ice and there's right. a two so we can only have two more points so we need right. these guys to go yeah and, um, and so yeah so it just like they they set these rules but the problem is, is every disability is different yeah and by no means am I the most disabled guy uh, I'm sure there's people that have less of a disability but there's also a lot of guys I play with that were I mean way more disabled than I was and they'll never classify because they don't meet the rules they don't meet the, the definition so mm, one okay. of the guys had a the, the hip differential rule is seven centimeters so this this one guy I played with had a hip differential of five and a half centimeters hmm. he'll never play Santa hockey he can't right. right but he'll never play sledge hockey because uh, he doesn't classify uh, as disabled oh okay I and if you ever saw him walk okay. with his three inch like right foot heel yeah. uh, on his shoe you you would just be like oh yeah like whatever that guy's disabled mm-hmm. yeah but yeah he doesn't huh. meet the classification standard so wow. it's it's pretty frustrating for sure um, yeah but there I I get why on, on one level why they do it because they're they're trying to protect uh, people so that able-bodied people don't go in and take over a sport yeah exactly that, uh, yeah. they could I mean otherwise go and play yeah stand up hockey mm-hmm. yeah. um. And then I think just to, to circle back from what we were talking about uh, when you were asking where I went from teaching and what I was doing in the interim. So, yeah, I went and played sledge hockey, and I, and I uh, basically subbed along the way. Yeah. And then I, I took a job in an elementary, uh, I guess, two, three years ago now. Okay. And then worked there for basically a year and two months. Uh, so I finished the one year, and then I worked the whole next year, and then I moved into this program last year, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's where I've that's what I've been doing, just uh, teaching, playing sledge hockey, playing stand up hockey, and and now I'm just Joe Blow uh, playing for hockey, anyways, not playing yeah. anything competitive. Yeah. Where I thought you were playing for the Eagles or something. I was uh, so two. I left the team two years ago. Oh. So I played for two years. Yeah. And then I could have played last year, but I just, it, it just came it's, down to like time. Yeah. and Absolutely. Like, yeah. I, playing contact hockey it can, kind of wears on you when you're starting yeah. to get a little older and you're not looking after yourself as much. And then <laughs> this year they uh, actually, <laughs> the league folded. So, oh, yeah, I think I yeah. heard that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. some of the teams, I, I think Stony Plains trying to join the AA league because um, there's a AA senior yes, league yeah, okay. still going on. Um, but, yeah, I, I have no desire to, to, I mean, basically go play right, yeah, they contact were, men's I, league. <laughs> I think one of the teams, didn't it kind of start with one team folded and that was yeah. sort of a chain reaction or something? I remember hearing something about this. So hmm. Fort last year uh, Fort Saskatchewan couldn't house a team and like Sony was good like they did look after us the owners were awesome um, yeah they took care of us mm-hmm. but in Fort guys were paying to play oh really wow. yeah. yeah and oh, okay. then uh, in in Lacombe 
they were taken care of. Yeah. Uh, Innisfil, I, I think they're taken care of. Uh, so then they went down to three teams in mm-hmm. the league, and then uh, and then <laughs> Lacombe won the league, won the Allen Cup, and then they folded the next year, which I think would have been this year. Right. How come was it? I don't know. I, re- I saw I an article rumors, pop up. So. I, I saw an article pop hmm. up about something about it, but uh, interesting. Yeah. Anyways, that yeah. was a little bit of a tangent. So, yeah. uh, now I'm trying to make sense because I was listening to your guys' episode, and for yeah. those of you listening or watching, um, Kieran was on Josh's podcast, the Invictus podcast, uh, a couple weeks ago, weeks yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and they talked more specifically about well, Kieran's injury, their injuries, right? Yeah. So, would yeah. highly recommend. But I took some notes while I was <laughs> writing it, but I kind of like quickly jotted them down. Yeah. So now I'm trying to make sense of what I was saying here. <laughs> For sure. But uh, uh, I guess, can you at least give us the Cliff, cliff Notes version, yeah. if you will, of what? And then we'll. Yeah. Of, my, of your uh, injury. Sure. Yeah. So uh, basically, um, 12 years ago, shattered yeah. my legs, cliff jumping. Yeah. So went off the wrong spot in Jasper uh, instead of landing in the water. Uh, with a cliff jump you're usually jumping off cliffs into water I landed in the rocks and yeah. I was about 10 meters up so I shattered my tib fib broke my left foot and heel uh, yeah. I got spondylitis in my back uh, so a compressed vertebrae right. okay. uh, yeah. Yeah. which I didn't know about until I was doing the research for my book <laughs> uh, so yeah. and, and it's then, a good book by the way There's it, like, it's like yeah. very well written I love oh, how the like uh, there's a lot of like humor in it, so I would highly yeah. recommend. It. Okay, yeah, yeah we, we try some, to. There's some times I've just actually burst out laughing. Yeah, so. yeah we try to have some fun. Uh, I, one of my one of my favorites. Uh, I'll I'll leave you to read it, but uh, when we were talking about Taco Bell and <laughs> what uh, what it turns into <laughs> after a few meals and. <laughs> so, uh, okay, all right. Um, that that one comes <laughs> to mind I, yeah. when I. Yeah, yeah, that one makes me laugh out loud actually. Okay, cool, um, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, and so I was I got airlifted out of there. Mm-hmm. I was playing university hockey at the time. Obviously, couldn't play. Mm-hmm. My leg literally was sticking out of my or my bone was sticking out of my leg. Uh, so they yeah. they operated. I had I've had five surgeries on my leg. I was yeah. a month in the hospital the first go around. And then when I was actually first doing my student teaching with uh, FX, when you guys would have been I think in grade twelve. Maybe I eleven think, or eleven. I think eleven probably would have been the yeah. first. Yeah. yeah, the first time. Yeah. Um, I had uh, a bone infection, so I was carrying a nice fatty pack with like antibiotics and everything. I don't remember that. Into yeah. my pick line, and yeah. I was crutching around like I, I probably shouldn't have been. He was a hockey coach, and this yeah. guy he was walking around the school with like a cane. Or just I remember. Like, I remember this guy can cane. skate. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we put him. They put him out on the ice, and he's like. He's flying around there. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, it's, yeah. And it, ironically, when you walk, going heel to toe was difficult. But right. skating, yeah. you're pushing to the side, and so I could do that still. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, it was a little different movement. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then, yeah, I just, I mean, started the recovery process. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, every year I had surgery, it felt mm-hmm. like, to mm-hmm. repair or change, make some adjustment to my foot. And, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, a difficult time. Uh, yeah. Going from being an elite athlete to just crippled. Yeah. <laughs> Where and, you're, and, and, and I'll say, I say crippled only because uh, 
in my mind I was crippled. I right. I didn't know that I could still live my life. I thought right. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything. I'm yeah. useless. I'm I'm disabled. I'm mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So obviously things have changed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. I mean, it, it was really interesting to hear your story in. I would say the mental journey was interesting yeah. to hear about, but also for me, just being an FX student, a lot of yeah. people who listen yeah. to us know who you are. Yeah, I never heard your story directly. I always yeah. kind of heard it like, oh, yeah. there's this hockey academy coach who broke his legs yeah. or whatever, right? And saw you with you know, your yeah. cane or whatever and yeah. stuff. And I was like, so I didn't know the exact details. So that was yeah, kind of interesting as well, right? So and, it's And I like to, I do like to share it. Um, mm-hmm. And I realized like, as I've gotten a little older, Especially during that time, it was it was difficult for me to share. Mm-hmm. Um, it was mm-hmm. so fresh and it was so new. Yeah, uh, I started when I played sledge hockey. I mean, I met a community of people just like me and guys that have broke their backs or lost their legs or lost a leg uh, to cancer. You know, one guy had a motocross accident. I was connecting you with yeah. uh, there, Josh. Yeah. When you broke your back, R- Rempel. Yeah, and and just a few other guys and you sort of just build this community where it's kind of like my classroom where everyone's sort of like you and didn't quite fit in. And, and yeah. now you've got this community of all these people that are, are like-minded and, and we would, uh, we, we would do like walk-offs in the dressing room and make fun of guys' walks. Uh, oh. would, yeah. Yeah. So like guys that had, would have really bad limbs or would have like two prosthetics. We'd, the guys with legs and stuff like that, we do little walks and, we just make fun of each other and we'd laugh. Yeah. And huh. I remember for uh, for Halloween, I got off the ice early one practice, and I had gone to the dollar store prior to camp and and got a couple gag feet and uh, like the the cutoff ones and, yeah. and the legs, and I put them in guys' shoes and stuff like that. So when they came <laughs> off the ice, they had yeah. uh, some feet because <laughs> they they didn't have feet or yeah. a missing well, leg or whatever. And yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's been lots of stories like that, and yeah. and in in sharing that, you just realize like, just like anyone else, we're all a little different, and uh, yeah. and you just laugh, poke fun, and and so from there, I, I started sharing my story, mm-hmm. and that's where I started doing some motivational speaking on that because mm-hmm. so many people, whether it's a mental uh, adversity or mm-hmm. challenge that you're facing or physical challenge they feel alone and, and that's how I felt and yeah and so um once I got comfortable I started sharing a little more whereas when I was crutching around with a pick line yeah. I, the last thing I wanted to do was talk about, was it. Talk about it yeah sure and yeah. and that was just an insecurity that I had yeah with my own body and, and myself and and then uh, just dealing with the public I would I remember when I uh I was going to the mall or something like that mm-hmm. I get out of the car and I get in my wheelchair and I've got two broken legs and I at that point had to keep them elevated so that the circulation right would sure. stay in my legs and yeah and I remember and I mean I've had a few instances but this one has stuck with me my whole life and this guy goes oh what happened to you and just like you know he's kind of getting out of his his uh lifted truck with his ball sack on the back and <laughs> this guy's like what happened to you and you're like I, I'm like oh I'm like I I broke my legs and at this point I'm, I'm I lost 40 pounds in the hospital like I was frail and I was mm-hmm. you know just yeah. damaged yeah and he's like oh that was smart and he kind of said it like that and I was like if only I could get up 
out of my wheelchair right now. <laughs> yeah. I'd be going to prison because I'd be strangling you right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, wow. And you, you hear some of those things along the way and it just, so then it's like, it, you'll get a kid that'll be like, what happened? And you, they're eager, but you're just like, like I broke my legs and you just, you, yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. pissed off. And <laughs> it's, so it's, it's taken a lot of time now. It's like, if I ever encounter that, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, like I, I brush it off because of the ignorance of those people, they just, they, they don't mean it to be offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They're, they're just truly ignorant and mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's just their life experience. They, they haven't yeah. interacted with somebody that's really had that any kind of challenge like that. Yeah. yeah. They don't mean it to be offensive. They just, so you just brush it off and yeah. And then, yeah, the kids, like, they just want to know. Yeah, yeah. Like, even in my class with the new kids, I was wearing shorts, and they're like, they put up their hand, and I'm like, yeah. And I don't mean to be offensive, but what's wrong with your leg? <laughs> and you're just like, oh, yeah, and you just, and I, I still will be like, deep breath like they do really they don't mean they it don't to, no, like no, they just no, they, really are inquisitive no filter. and yeah. and i'm like yeah i'm like i broke my legs and and mm-hmm. i do usually share at some point the whole story with my yeah. kids because yeah I, I i didn't do that as much when i first started because mm-hmm. I, I didn't really know how to approach it and now yeah. i'm like wide open about it it's yeah. like ask me anything because you never know who's gonna be in that situation or who's gonna be facing that that challenge Again, if it's mental or maybe their their little brother broke their legs or broke their back mm-hmm. or lost a leg to cancer or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, well, how did you deal with this? And, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, what was it like? Because that was, I, I don't know if he would have been, I think, just a little before you guys, but Matt Cook had lost his leg to cancer, eventually lost his life, but he was... Uh, in the, there's stuff at FX for right. him. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I knew I the name. That. I don't just being in the hockey account. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, knew the name, but yeah. uh, little before our time. Yeah, if I and uh, and he was he was that guy for me. He just, I mean, he he inspired me. He shared his story with me. He let me yeah. ask him like difficult questions, and uh, and he answered honestly, and and it inspired me, and it just gave me that mm-hmm. friend that I needed. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then it's I mean it's I think it's always cool. There's not too many guys in in Edmonton that play sledge hockey or play for the national team and you know FX in a matter of like four years had two graduates in four years apart play and same with CAC. Yeah. It's like you go and look at their wall with all the hockey players that have played pro and whatever and and me and Matt are on there for playing with the national sledge hockey team to be in the same organization and same school and so um, it I just I think you know who else who else is going to need that extra Mm -hmm. boost who else will need that uh, that that helping hand in a difficult time and and uh, Mm -hmm. and just a friend or to a mentor that's not necessarily across the country that's like reaching out to be kind but somebody that you actually know that yeah you can connect with in your community yeah so definitely hmm. no i like it yeah. that that's really good um now uh okay so one thing i wrote here and i think it was you who said this because i didn't write a name beside it but uh you kind of maybe it was you uh, remembering, and then <laughs> we'll I, see, we'll see some of these I want to ask both of you yeah. guys. So, 
kind of an absolute thing where you remember not feeling your legs anymore? That was me. That, that was been, you. Okay. Yeah, that would be me. Yeah. yeah. Like you remember kind of a before and after. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I would, because I, I think I was talking about it like just like how I was snowboarding and then yeah. up in the air and then shut yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think I remember talking about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. The, this is coming back to me. So, yeah, you, you, you remember the feeling in the moment. Yes. Right? Yeah. If I actually, like, go back in my mind, I think we were having a conversation. Yeah, we did, like, I think. Yeah, it's like, if I could actually go, like, I can meditate on it, and I can actually feel the difference. This is really fucked up, but I can actually remember, like, that very moment, mm-hmm. and it makes me, like, cringe. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, even can... when you tell the story in detail, or even you as well, yeah. I, yeah. I actually specifically remember listening to uh, to the uh, that episode, yeah, and I actually like physically cringe when you're <laughs> yeah. talking about the cliffs and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Like, oh, man. oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Humans are empathetic creatures. They like yeah. whenever you like are watching a fucking video or something, oh. and somebody hurts themselves, and you just like you do that like oh. that pullback. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a thing. Like yeah. it's, a, it's a human yeah. thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, can you remember having full feeling? Do you remember? what that was like at all not really probably no because no, it's been like six yeah, years it's been so long. Yeah. yeah so for me yeah. it's like i this is normal yeah. I guess. yeah yeah so it's a little bit um i know that it's not 100 percent, but it's probably like for me feeling wise is probably like 90 percent. yeah I would say. Yeah. yeah so yeah. interesting super lucky with yeah. that yeah so I, can you kind of remember yeah. that I can same and not same to make idea. you like no, no, trauma, no, no. But I, I hope you see where I'm going with these. Questions. We both had ketamine, so it was all good. yeah, we had yeah, this conversation. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so our ketamine shot uh, really really did wonders. Us from yeah, our, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, if I if I take a moment and I really think I can remember putting my foot on the ledge, feeling that it was wrong, and then I can clearly see what I saw, hmm. and I can go through that whole moment as I made my way and I wow. remember like it's it's a dulled version because I keep it dulled yeah. Yeah. I can remember yeah. that pain 100% mm-hmm. and uh, yeah it's I mean our our minds are are designed very well to protect us yeah, from a lot of stuff like that it's really interesting yeah. and and yeah same idea like to remember like I I still have uh, quite a few few numb spots and mm-hmm. and even actually <laughs> fun fact for anyone that sees me driving out there my my right leg so at first I learned to drive my left foot oh was, really okay because yeah. I was driving with my foot broken so I shouldn't have been putting any pressure on it so I didn't and then when I started driving because of my ankle lack of mobility I actually pushed my whole leg forward as opposed to oh, okay. pushing oh, my foot better. yeah cool but yeah but and now it's getting better I've gotten a lot of feeling back I'm still numb on quite a few spots on the bottom but I can't actually feel and I I couldn't feel my foot at all when I was driving so that's your excuse for speeding all the time that's my excuse for speeding all the time so any speeding (laughs) ticket I got uh, was based on the fact that I was just pushing my leg in yeah so when when I was actually driving I couldn't actually feel the gas pedal so there'd be times when I wouldn't yeah. drive my vehicle I'd drive someone else's it'd be really jerky yeah, yeah. or I'd all of a sudden I'd go to I'd be on the brake and I'd go to mm-hmm. push the gas pedal and I'd push the brake again or vice versa because I couldn't feel what pedal was what yeah. mm-hmm. I could just tell from the pressure of where 
roughly how fast I'd be going and, okay. and where the pedal was. Yeah, interesting. And then, I mean, as my foot's healed, I've gotten more of that back. But a lot of times I will actually have my foot go to sleep when I'm driving for a long period of time. And oh, I really still fun. can't feel... Uh, you drive <laughs> yeah. your right foot now. I still, yeah, I drive my right foot now. Okay. Yeah, it was a short-lived left okay, foot experience. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be... That'd be really hard. Yeah, <laughs> actually. Um, but yeah, and then um, to remember what it was like before, it's it, it's hard. It's hard to yeah, remember it what is, it was yeah. like. Yeah, to, absolutely. Well, one <laughs> one thought I had recently, and just for everyone, is you kind of picture your current self in yeah. your memories, even if you're remembering grade two or something yeah. you almost put your current self in grade two but yeah. everyone else around you is in grade two it's yeah. kind of a strange yeah. thing because yeah. memories are reconstructive right so yeah, yeah. but uh, actually the pe- the you know what I think I meant to research the ketamine thing but I think you knew a bit more about it where because uh, I remember you so said you did research sol- for the book soldiers who yeah. got ketamine don't have don't suffer as deep of PTSD yeah like in the experiment that yeah. they did um, these soldiers just responded with less PTSD after yeah. hmm. they got, excuse me, the ketamine versus the ones that didn't have it. Yeah. So it was obviously it, it was an anonymous thing. Like I, I think they were doing a control group and an uncontrolled group, so they didn't mm-hmm. know. But I, I mean, I it was a little while ago. Yeah. So okay. Okay. Sort of reflect back on some notes yeah. to really know the, yeah. the fine yeah. details, but the ones that got it responded better after. Yeah. They didn't suffer yeah. as as heavily. And because I've heard your story quite a few times, how yeah. you had kind of an out of body experience on it. Yeah. You you had a very Same. similar one. It's a just so, yeah. It's a yeah. Just it, so it was really interesting yeah. to to I hear that it. and that it was <laughs> yours was kind of similar right? yeah so, yeah it yeah. is a dissociative and i think that like people even do it recreationally as, yeah. a, as a psychedelic because yeah. it yeah. takes you outside of yourself yeah so you can kind of like evaluate things uh without judgment or whatever it's, it's yeah. i don't know it's interesting i want to sure. s- i want to say it's it's special k yeah, the bathtub shit, yeah. which I would never do. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. absolutely you guys got not. the like, <laughs> we got yeah. pharmaceutical grade. Yeah, yeah. 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, I would uh, I would never touch that yeah. that stuff. I would never, yeah. No. Absolutely. But, uh, I mean, and I didn't even know when I was getting it what I was no. getting. No, yeah. So, uh, I, yeah. I didn't even know, and then yeah. all of a sudden, whoop. Head's disconnected yeah. from my body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's... I... I uh, two things that, like, really just stuck with me that you said yeah. was, uh, one, you said you were, you were renegotiating... You were negotiating time yeah. with yourself. Yeah. I want to say. Yeah. yeah and was... it was interesting because, well, one thing about knowing Josh yeah. is it inspires me quite a bit when I'm, like, my back is sore or something. I'm like, well, I'm kind of preaching <laughs> to the choir. I should probably suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, it, but even so, hearing that, I, yeah. I kind of related to that where, oh, I've where I've done something really stupid or something shitty yeah. has happened or something that, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. In my own small way, I, I understood what you meant yeah. for kind of like, nope, this, I'm going to yeah. time travel or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's... 
it's an interesting concept because mm-hmm. I've never been in a situation where I w- thought I could do it. Yeah. Realistically. Yeah. But I realistically tried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I put time and energy into time travel on my own with no device. Yeah. Which like you, you say it out loud and it's, it kind of sounds a little crazy, but I, yeah. I would sit in my hospital bed. Yeah. Try to change time. Yeah. I was like, I'm determined to do this. And, and then I, and then that wishing away of time hmm. and, mm-hmm. and just around that concept of, I can't wait for Tuesday when it's Monday and then before you know it, it's Tuesday, but you spent so much time and energy focusing on you wanting it to be Tuesday that you miss out on the opportunity of Monday. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And so when I broke my legs, I knew I could, could walk and I'll use air quotations. Uh, I knew I could walk around Christmas time, January. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was told. Right. So I wanted that time to come because I wanted to be able to walk. Yeah. Because I wanted to be healed well enough to be able to walk to and so on and so on that I spent so much time and energy trying to move backwards in time to erase it and forwards in time to get past it mm-hmm. that I that that time in my life is a blur mm-hmm. and I don't remember a whole lot about it mm-hmm. because I was so focused on yeah. everything else now some of it I think was healthy because it was just my body protecting me my mind protecting me uh, why I can't remember it today mm-hmm. but I also know if I look back at times in my life there's about four months where I wished away time and I've never yeah. done that in my life where I wished yeah. away four months of my life yeah. and thought I can't get that time back whereas when I played hockey I'd be like oh I can't wait for Christmas but I still enjoyed the moments mm-hmm. when I was playing in Medicine Hat Yeah, yeah. so it, it wasn't to discredit my excitement to, to go home and for Christmas but I just focused on what was happening still the next day mm-hmm. and the next day as opposed to I truly wished that I'd wake up and it would be January yeah and I didn't have to go through October November December yeah and yeah. through that pain and, and mm-hmm. through that the difficult moments and those baby steps literally yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, how many people wake up on Monday though and wish it was the weekend? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing, eh? Yeah, yeah. We, uh... Sorry, I'm looking at the monitor because I screwed up my timing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> good. But uh... um, so one thing with you and something <clears throat> we've talked about with your injury is you kind of get give yourself credit which is doing away like you had you were very into the self-improvement etc sort of sure thing before, yeah right yeah. so when you were injured it was sort of programmed to be like all right i'm gonna beat this sort yeah. of thing yeah and it, i feel like you thought that from relatively early on just being yeah close to you at that time so yeah. and, and <laughs> I, I don't mean to offend or anything. No, you're not. You know, when you were talking about when you first injured yourself, yeah. you were very not at, no. not in the same headspace as, not as even Josh close. was, right? Yeah. So for you, did it kind of click one day where you're like, okay, this is, yeah. how am I going to overcome? So, um, so at this point, I'm, I'm battling. Yeah, like I'm, 
you know, I was like my my friends were all playing ball hockey, and I started like again use air quotes like coaching. Oh, okay, because yeah. I couldn't play, yeah. couldn't run around. Sure. And then some guys were a little more serious than others, and didn't like my 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 joking antics on the bench. Because oh, okay. I didn't care. Yeah. So I'd just be like, oh, that was a great shift or whatever. That's a terrible shift. And I'd be like joking yeah. around. And one guy kind of snapped at me. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that's it. I'm not going to come mm-hmm. out anymore. Like, I don't yeah. want to I don't want to bother people and like get in people's yeah. way sure. yeah. when, they're, when they're trying to actually play the sport and stuff. And, and so I started losing just contact with those people and... And I really didn't have friends. Like I would sit at home and watch TV and just mm-hmm. be miserable. And and uh, and then I, I couldn't really do any physical activity, so that was difficult. Uh, and so I was isolated. I was I, I I got a cat at the time, and like she was my best friend. I'm at that part in the book. Yeah. So yeah. you got the cat. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, it was it was difficult. I was like, you know, like what am I? What am I doing? Like I'm, I'm hanging out. I, I literally. I don't know if you guys know the show Gossip Girl, okay. but okay, there's so this is how bad it was. The year I broke my legs. Yeah. Gossip Girl and a few other shows started that. Like I think the OC and a couple other shows were out, but yeah. There was a writers' strike, so they replayed from the start <laughs> all these shows. So yeah. like Gossip Girl and <laughs> yeah. a couple other okay. shows. Yeah. There was, and this was basically as PVR was just starting to come out. Yeah. So I would watch so much TV that I had no TV to watch because I had nothing else to do. I was sick and tired of playing video games. Yeah. That I would, every single night, there's a new show on because this was before we were streaming and everything. Mm. That I started watching Gossip Girl because it was on Monday night and I was like, well, it's like at least something new to watch. <laughs> yeah, because I, I that's couldn't a pretty go low out. point, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't go out. I couldn't like it was yeah. just like yeah, like that was what I looked forward to. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and it was like, I mean, uh, just a little uh, guilty pleasure. I finished the show because it was I was so deep and it <laughs> oh, was yeah, so terrible, but like I couldn't <laughs> look away, you, you know, like you it was a train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you needed to know who was going to I, I needed to know. <laughs> and uh, I, I won't say who it is, so I'll let you yeah. guys watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that was like, that's where I was at. I was like, mm-hmm. I was watching whatever I could watch on TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, I want to get an amputation. Because they were really close to amputating my leg when I went in. I uh, think you yeah that. yeah kinda. but they didn't and uh, obviously they want to keep your body parts intact if yeah. they can okay they yeah yeah amputate if if there's any chance they'll keep your limb okay yeah and uh, and I mean today I'm thankful that I I didn't um, but I I was in so much pain in there like the pain doesn't go away and I would say it's the, the pain would be when I would step down so it'd be from the pressure mm-hmm. right and a lot of people were concerned about my phantom pain. I said, no, it's not the phantom pain that I'm trying to escape. It's physically stepping down was hurting. Mm-hmm. Do have phantom pain as well, like nerve pain and everything. So like that would have been there. Mm-hmm. And I've heard with amputations, the spot that your foot is in is, or leg or whatever, is the, the feeling that you remember for the rest of your life. So if your arm gets crushed, yeah. you remember your arm being crushed forever. Oof. Yeah. So... That kind of scared me a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was easy, yeah. So if my leg was like in a weird position, 
am I going to remember that forever? And yeah. so I started talking to, I, I started just like, I met a guy at the Y who had a prosthetic and I like went to his prosthetic appointments with him and, and then I reached out to Matt and I'd known Matt like a little bit and, and his brother Brady when we were little because we played lacrosse and hockey together and mm-hmm. kind of lost touch over the years and I, he was I think two years younger so we, we just didn't connect in a lot of schools and everything and sure. in hockey we miss each other Yeah. and I was like I heard you got your leg amputated you know like I kind of I don't mean to be offensive I'm like but I'm interested in getting one and mm-hmm. I just want to know as much information as yeah. I can so we started talking about it and and ultimately, um, he was like, you know, like for me, it was a good thing because mm-hmm. he, and he showed me his ankles and everything yeah. like that. And so we were talking over Facebook, we talked on the phone and then we, uh, we, I went and met up with, I was hanging out with, uh, another guy, Jordan Ennis, and he was good buddies with, uh, Matt and they're at the casino, him and some guys. And he's like let's go to the casino and meet up with them. So I'm like, sure. So we go to the casino and I was fairly intimidated to be honest, uh, to meet him. And I walked up and I mean, he's six two and he was at the time like training for sledge hockey. So he was quite big and mm-hmm. shake his hand. And I'm like, kind of like, this guy isn't disabled. Hmm. Yeah. You know, like I'm like, he, he didn't walk in. He wasn't like wincing and he's not in pain and he's, and I was like, huh. And uh, so kind of hang out with him, get to know him. And, and then I found out actually after the fact that he still was battling cancer. Right. So I'm like, yeah. okay, well, he's not self-loathing. And I'm like, what's like, how does, how can he do this? You know, like this isn't right. Sure. He should be miserable. Like he should yeah. be worse than me because he's in, you know. Yeah. 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 And uh, so started hanging out with him and I was like, oh, like I can do anything I want. So I saw what he was capable of doing, and it was like, huh. And then when he passed away, I went to his celebration of life, and I met other people and from the disabled community in sledge hockey and kind of signed up to go play with the Edmonton Impact. And that was one of the examples I share with you. There's a boy out there and at the time, and I, I actually, I, fun fact, if you did some quick math, I said at the time when I started playing, whatever, seven, eight years ago, he was like 14, 15. Now he's probably 19. So sure. I did my math wrong a little bit there when I was listening <laughs> to the podcast before. So. I didn't catch that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't catch that either. So he was, he's probably That's like, funny. whatever, seven, eight years ago. He's probably like 22, 23 now. But sure. anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah. not really the point. Yeah. Um, but he was out there smiling. He had progressive MS. And he was, he was loving life. And he was out there just big smile on his face. And, and he couldn't really move on the ice he couldn't move off the ice for sure and here I was like bringing my bag in over my shoulder and it was sort of like the final straw where I was like okay I gotta like snap out of this and uh, I realized like I'm okay yeah I deal with a little bit of pain but I'm I'm living on my own I'm I'm independent I've you know I got a vehicle I got a job like I can get a girlfriend like just things that this boy can't do mm-hmm. and uh, and I should say now young man and, and and there's other examples like that there's other people that were there that I was like oh so one guy was in a car accident he was sleeping in the back basically as he went forward 
hit his neck, like he was laying down in the back of a, a truck or whatever, boom, snapped his neck, paralyzed. And I just hear all these stories and I'm like, yeah, okay, I got nothing to complain about. Hmm. And, and not even that I don't have anything con- to complain about, but if I live the rest of my life like that, I'm going to be miserable. Yeah. I won't enjoy anything. I, I, I'm going to hate everything, hate everyone, hate myself most of all. And I just thought, I don't want to live the rest of my life like that. And, yeah, yeah. And so it was, it, it took me really meeting Matt to, to realize that because he was the one that, uh, and, and actually uh, I have a quote I use when I give motivational uh, talks and, and the last line is, as as you let your own light shine, you unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. Hmm. And Matt let his own light shine. And hmm. he gave me permission to do the same. Yeah. Yeah. And and so it's what I try to live by now is as I let my light shine, I hopefully am just showing other people that they can do it too. That yeah. You can you can have the success. You can you can get what you want in your life and and sometimes it's just gonna look a little different than what mm. you expected, yeah. but it's yeah. it's still gonna yeah. be what you want and yeah. And so once I kinda switch that, um, also with time, mm-hmm. I mean the pain I have no doubt influence some of those negative thoughts because it was just exhausting physically yeah. oh absolutely yeah yeah um so as my pain lessened as i met more people that were in difficult situations i realized one i'm not alone mm-hmm. two i can make a choice so mm-hmm. once i realized i had the choice to make it it sort of was the snap of the light switch went on and it was yeah. like, okay done and i still battle with it yeah today mm-hmm. but uh like i'll say it's 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 10 percent to 20 percent at, at most whereas before it was like 90 percent like 90 right, percent right. of my day i was like this sucks yeah, yeah. now it's yeah. like you know at most days i would actually even say it's 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 zero percent yeah 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 absolutely on a bad day it I becomes mean. a normality yeah right? yeah yeah exactly yeah. so so yeah, so it, t- it took time, and I would say uh, total time probably about three years. Yeah, before I started to be like, let's turn this around. So yeah, that's a long time to. <laughs> oh, absolutely. To be in yeah. the in the yeah. dark. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Well, yeah. So definitely. I feel like I've only kind of just started embracing it, like maybe even this year. Yeah. In that, like, whenever somebody would ask me, like, like why, are, why are you limping or whatever, I was like, oh, I had a tough day at the gym, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't really elaborate on it. Yeah. And now I'm just like, I was a fucking paraplegic, man. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> now I'm not. So yeah. there you go. Absolutely. I, yeah. I, I do remember that where, or you would give a very, uh, like a short dismissive answer and yeah. not even like, oh, I broke my back a few years ago. It was like, oh, I have some back problems or something like yeah. that. Like just yeah. very, yeah. Yeah. No, interesting. this year I'm definitely like, yeah. I think it's. Because I'm the exact same way, and yeah. I feel like yeah. if I can help somebody with it, yeah, then yeah, that's all that. I mean, that's all that matters, right? Yeah. And it's funny because, and it, maybe it's our our society's way of uh, accepting people with disabilities today. But when I first broke my legs, I mean, I now have a, a handicap placard, and I, I don't use it as much as I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I remember. Uh, I went to a friend's house downtown and outside their building was a, a handicap spot and I was like, 
this was perfect because I could park there and not have to worry about parking mm-hmm. for the night. Yeah. And so I pulled up and there's a car there and it's running. So I, I like pull up like to, and I'm just like, and I see no placard and I'm like, oh, I'm like, so I went behind the car and I just walk up to the, to the door and I like gently knock and I think, you know, I'm just going to ask like, Hey, do you mind if, if I move into this spot? Cause like I'm just running in and then I can park and I'm like, but I wanted to ask if they have a placard first cause I didn't want to assume anything. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. Do you have a placard? No. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I do. Yeah. Do you mind moving so I could park here? So she's like, yeah, no problem. And I mean, at this point she's rolled the window down barely an inch and so she moves out of the way and whatever. And so I go get back in my car and I, and at this point I'm not walking very well. Like I'm, I'm limping quite heavily. I'm in a, quite a bit of pain. And, and, uh, and so I pull in and as I get out, she starts barraging me with like F you, you piece of whatever. And just starts <laughs> swearing at me. And she's like, you don't have a disability and you're just using this placard and like just going off. And, and I was like, and this is when I started, this is where I was starting to change my focus on yeah. being bitter and angry to just like, uh, and I kind of just turned to her and I was like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, thank you for not seeing my disability. Like I gave her such a oh, passive aggressive answer that was just like, <laughs> like suck it, you know, like I don't need yeah. to, I don't owe you anything. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, thanks for not noticing, you know, and, and, uh, and smiled at her and like walked in and, yeah. uh, and 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 I've had few other instances like that where yeah. but I would say in the last three years like nobody's if I've ever parked there nobody's ever said anything to me um, yeah nobody's ever really looked at me I mean sometimes I'll get more self-conscious about it I'm like oh, like do I really need to park here today I'm like yeah mm-hmm. um, and I forgo or I for what's the word I'm looking for I denied the I forwent. Yeah. For yeah, there you go. I went the placards. Forwent, for we'll just make it up. We'll, we'll go with it. <laughs> Long and hard, uh, making up words. Um, I said no to the placard yeah. because I was like, I don't know, I was in that headspace. I was yeah. like, oh, if I accept it, then I'm disabled. But if yeah. I don't, then I'm not. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, yeah. It's a, and it's an interesting one. Like, to be honest, um, where I like using it is when I get into the car and this is a little thing that like 99% of people don't know um, it's easier for me to open up my car door fully turn and sit down and rotate my body because Uh, on the driver's side which is my right side or I mean on the left side I'm reaching in with my right leg and because my leg doesn't bend it's really awkward yeah, to hmm. put my foot in and have to like almost hold myself and yeah, like shift yeah. in. Gotcha. Huh. So it's just like a, it's a little thing. Yeah. So having that extra space is great. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And then uh, so it's like that's like one little thing that I it's it's I mean and I can get in I can shimmy in and I can mm-hmm. squeeze in sure to a, a small crack and I've had to do it but so that's one thing that I like and then the other thing is if I. If I go to, let's say, West Edmonton Mall, it's Christmas time, it's busy, I, I'm i actually, I'm, I'm parking close because I don't have to walk across 
the parking lot, which mm-hmm. doesn't seem like much. Walking wise, I can do the walk. That's no mm-hmm. problem. Yeah. But it's icy out. Yeah. And it's cold. And the cold affects my arthritis. Right. Okay. And the arthritis is what yeah. hurts. Yeah. And so if I only have 10 steps to get inside, it's just a lot easier on me than mm-hmm. 50 steps. Sure. And so it's not that I can't do it from the 50 steps. It's just like the ease of my life. And I'm like, I have access to this for that reason. And so there's times where I'm like, oh, I'm like, and, and usually in the summer, I don't often use it. I like I just park wherever and yeah. Um, like when I like there's there's certain places where I'll use it, and there's certain places where I'll never use it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I mean I will say one of the, the the perks of it is there's quite often parking downtown and stuff, and they've actually all switched <laughs> now to like two hour slots, but um, you can usually get away with a little longer than two hours at some of those parking spots. So it's just That's funny. Yeah, that's my extent of my uh, disabled placard, but it's uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's an interesting one because yeah, nowadays it, nobody really says anything. Whereas I feel like five years ago, six sure. years ago, when I was a lot more disabled, mm-hmm. people would always yeah look at me or comment or a little old lady sitting in the post office and she goes you must be disabled in your head because you sure don't have a physical disability. And I was like, (laughs) and I had to bite my lip because I was like, just, I was tired that day. I remember. And I was like, listen, lady, I'm like, I don't have to explain myself to you. Yeah. And that's all I said. And again, because you just, I want to tell her off and be like, yeah, like, who the fuck are you? You know? And it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You just swallow that, those feelings. Cause you, again, you realize like people are just, they're ignorant, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah, and mm-hmm. they. I mean, she was she was offensive, but um, yeah. most people are just. I think most people are just kind of in their own heads so yeah. much and don't think of it, or, or they yeah. don't know someone yeah. with the experience, right? Yeah. Perhaps, like yeah. you said earlier. And, and I always think because I'll see people to park in, like in a big truck, and they'll jump out and they'll literally run into a store and they'll have a placard, and then I think. You know, maybe they have, like, I don't know, some degenerative disease, mm-hmm. and yeah. today's a really good day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're just able to, to, to just carry on business as usual. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they've got <clears throat> 10 minutes of being able to be up and walking, mm-hmm. and in 11 minutes they're going to be sore, and it's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where, like, like, a good one with is MS. You, you can't right. see MS. Right, yeah, right. You don't know if somebody's got it or not. And mm-hmm. That'd be the last thing I would want to be like, what are you doing to somebody as they're like, well, yeah, I've got MS and I'm having a good day. And you're like, oh, kind of put your yeah. foot in your mouth. And yeah, 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 exactly. realize yeah. we're all, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Some of those disabilities are a little more invisible. Almost definitely. Yeah. If we really want to get meta with it, I think that everybody is disabled in their own way. Everyone is disabled. They yeah. just... Like it may be a mindset or maybe yeah. something else. Or it might not so. be physical, I suppose, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. 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 Huh. So, uh, I mean, we're, we're flirting with two hours here, so that's probably yeah. pretty, pretty good. <laughs> where, uh, so, where can people find you now? Tell us a little bit about your book, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 
the ups and downs almost dying. I co-authored it with uh, Michael Belzil, so I actually told him a story. I mean, he's a he's a wordsmith. He's a genius when it comes he, to he's that. He's just like a, a writer. He's a writer. Okay. Uh, he's a friend of mine. So yeah. I actually he's one of my the few people I know from before I broke my legs. Oh really? So I worked with him at uh, the Outback Steakhouse. Oh no way! And uh, and then do those even exist anymore? By the way, <sighs> not not here. I think I think we've close. lost all our Outbacks. Yeah, that's uh, kind of sad. Can't get the blooming onion. The blooming onion. onion there. <laughs> the, <laughs> that's kind of sad. The Alice Springs chicken. <laughs> Shit. Um, yeah, no, no. they had some good foods. Yeah, they did. Actually, I really enjoyed those. Um, <laughs> and then uh, so yeah, we worked there together. And then we, we actually, him and a couple other people, we went to Mexico together from when we were working there. And then he moved to Spain. And when he moved to Spain, we just always kept in touch. Yeah. And I would always sort of like go over to his place and visit with him or he'd come over when he was back in town. And then he was going through a transition where he was either going to move to Montreal or he was going to move to back to Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And he came over at Christmas. And uh, I was looking to share my story. And mm-hmm. I wanted to write it. And I was looking at Kijiji and whatever. And it was I was losing my mind because these guys were like, I'll give you 25,000 words in three months for $15,000. And I was like, how, how can you, how can I give you that much of my time when you're in India or whatever and the time difference and yeah how am I going to get you all that information yeah. that you're going to need to write this really book yeah iterate it yeah. properly so I was like oh. and then I talked to my dad about doing it and uh, my dad's a psychiatrist I mean he's well oh, educated okay. yeah. yeah so like like I, as far as writing a novel this would be different but mm-hmm. he could write a story for sure yeah and he's like I can't and just because of the emotional side of things. And, mm-hmm. and I would say I'm a fairly competent writer, but mm-hmm. um, I tried. Like, I I mean, even when I was writing this book, mm-hmm. there'd be times where I would start crying. I would just break down because I would be oh. reliving some of these moments mm-hmm. and trying to put as much detail into it as possible. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was difficult. And so I was like, no. So... Michael always had stories that he wrote, always, hmm. from as far back as I can remember. And mm-hmm. he, he's sitting over and we're, we're having a scotch and just just catching up. And he goes, have I told you my, my latest story? Have I read it to you? And I was like, no. So he reads it to me and it's like the cartoon light bulb goes off and, and I'm like, ding, ding, ding. I'm like, hey, I'm like, would you, uh, you want to write my story for me? And... So he goes, okay, let me think about it. He goes, I'm basically transitioning, so I've got to figure out where I'm going to be, and i got to sort some stuff out. But he's like, I think that could be something that we could at least try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because, uh, I mean, anytime, I'm sure you guys have figured out, you're working with a friend, you want yeah. to make sure that you can work as partners yeah, yeah, as it, well as keep the friendship because you don't want to lose your friendship over some yeah. really a, a a work thing. Sure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah. Uh, so we kind of started and and so we, uh, we we started on a Google Doc. Yeah. And we started with questions from questions came questions and so on. I think I was sharing all of this with you and yeah. and we started putting paragraphs and pieces together and, and stories and then we started to 
come up with sections and we started to rework the different chapters around and um, really cool process I feel like I healed a ton from it uh, mm, just yeah, researching yeah, okay, and, yeah. and reliving and, and actually truly talking about it mm-hmm. um, so the ups and downs almost dying as told to Michael Belzil um, we have a website it's a pretty basic website um, but if you literally google the ups and downs of almost dying yeah you can find it uh, it's it's on the big cartel website okay uh, yeah. I think we we'll do put a, we'll put a link cool as well. yeah we have a I think we have a Facebook page as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started, he's got a website. Yeah. Uh, we started with a website for me. It's kind of gone to the wayside uh, just because uh, it's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and certainly. With teaching, like I, I just got my, my permanent contract at the end of last year. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I've been focusing, once I left hockey, I was like, okay, got the book and the book's not going anywhere. I really want to focus on teaching. And I want to get my contract. I want to just get confident and comfortable in a job so I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going to be. Yeah. So I've put all my focus into that. And so now, as I, I still want to obviously do a really good job with that, I want to start looking back into the website. I want to look at an audio book and some mm-hmm. other options for the story just yeah, to, yeah. to help share awesome. it. And so, I mean, the only other way is, yeah, find me on, on Facebook or Instagram and uh, send me a message, and I'll I'll literally uh, we, we don't have a, yeah I'll drive it to your They'll house sign it for you <laughs> sign, it, uh, sign it and you'll get door to door delivery yes uh, or go to the farmers market or go to the farmers market <laughs> if I ever make it back there yeah did you do that I okay. did it uh, when I first got them I was at the farmers market for about a month oh yeah um, how how long ago did you release it uh, twenty seventeen oh okay so, so two years yeah. yeah oh okay yeah and it's uh, it's good. Like, it, you know what? If I put a lot more time and energy into it, I, I feel like I would... And I don't even want to discredit the success that I've had with it. I mm-hmm. think it's been very successful. Mm-hmm. I think I would have sold and moved a few more copies. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I sort of hit, like, my friends and sort of, like, my, my networks yeah, uh, to get more copies out, like, I, I'll get usually a couple of speaking gigs a year and I'll yeah. go and sell a few there. Um, but outside of that, it's, it's basically word of mouth. Yeah. So every now and then, even with the job I'm at now, uh, I was pretty, uh, delicate to share that I, I wrote the book. Not that I'm not proud of it, but I, I find a fine line of going to coworkers and being like, I wrote a book. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, you want to, so five you, copies, you, 10 you, copies. Yeah. You want to, and then it's like, so it, do you want it? <laughs> and, uh, and then it's like, and then you get into price and you're trying to sell it. And I'm like, so some people have heard about it. Um, yeah. and they'll talk to me and ask me. Um, yeah. I mean, a, a lot of times I'm, I'm giving copies away to, to people just cause mm-hmm. it's like, let's get the word out. Yeah. It's yeah, like, absolutely. It's, I, I do obviously would like to recover some of my costs, but I'm never going to recover all of it unless it goes onto a bestseller yeah, list. And, yeah. 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 And, and I've just kept them out of the chapters and stuff because of how much they take. So that's something I wouldn't mind looking into, like uh, Audrey's books. I think they take 40%, right. yeah. which isn't too bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, uh, so all self-published, like do you... Do all you, self-published. Uh, do you sell it online at all or do you just have like boxes? Yeah, so, the, so we, 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 if we sell it online, it's through the store 
and we're mailing it. Right, so right, right. Yeah. Basically, if you're out east, uh, Michael's got some books that he can move and, and sell, so anything that's going there. And then if you're out west, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's it's coming cool. from cool. me. And there's a, there is a, <clears throat> I believe there's like a print-on-demand for books sort of yeah. thing. I don't know how yeah. much they take for margins compared to... Uh, yeah. yeah. I think, because if I'm not mistaken, so Amazon, I think, does that. Yeah. They print on demand, but they're taking, I think, 65 or 70%. Yeah. So I think isn't Amazon pretty good on the ebooks though for authors? If I'm not mistaken, I don't they, know. There's they might there, be. There's some looked podcast blogger yeah. uh, Josh and I have followed for a few years who talked about it in detail once, and okay. there's some interesting options out there. So. Yeah, and it and I, like I say, now is a time where I can start to do a little more research into yeah. some of those things. Um, yeah, when I yeah. sort of released the book, it was a busy time because I was transitioning between. Yeah. Sledge hockey, I sort of just left. I was just starting teaching. I was trying to get that under my feet because yeah. I was teaching grades I never taught. And there's a lot of new. And so yeah. a lot of things got pushed to the side. Absolutely. And no, I, I get that for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's, no, that's awesome. So the ups and downs of almost dying. Yeah. You'll have a huge surge of sales now. Perfect. Yourself, Perfect. So. <laughs> For our massive audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, social media. Are you? I think yeah. your accounts are private. You're, are you? So I actually. I so I just switched my Instagram to private recently. I was getting some uh, interesting messages from some kids that I taught. Uh, um, uh, that's a tough like one. Like within this year. So oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no longer have either of the kids. Surprisingly, um, they've they've both moved on. But uh, so I just thought, you know what? Like, it, it, I just don't want to worry about Not it. I don't want to yeah. think about it. So absolutely, uh, I didn't. But my, I mean, my Facebook, I think, is is wide yeah. open at this yeah. point. Uh, Instagram is private, but uh, basically, if if you're not between the ages of ten and and twelve. I'll probably well, accept you. All. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I've actually, I've gotten, yeah, a few, uh, it, it's kind of neat. Some, some old, uh, students well, that I've seen that are, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you to you guys for, uh, following me. And, no, absolutely. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's, yeah. I, but yeah. Handle is K bubs. K bubs two, three. <laughs> oh, and, uh, and, and fun fact, uh, when I was playing sledge hockey, because of the Paralympics and everything, I was on the team long enough. I actually got verified on Twitter. So if you find Kieran oh, Blog, oh, hey, Kieran nice. HC23 on Twitter, yes. I am verified. Nice. So nice. You got I, the okay, check mark. I got the check mark. Whoa. I don't use Twitter very yeah, often, no, but, you uh, should, but, uh, you should but I'm verified. Yeah. You should know all <laughs> of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I actually just noticed... Uh, friend of mine's little brother who is drafted is verified on instagram oh but but he doesn't have like a ton of followers so yeah. it just looks kind of funny but. yeah I, I think i've got <laughs> yeah. maybe 600 or something oh, like okay. that yeah, so, so it's like yeah it's like i have no followers and yeah i'm verified it's like <laughs> why i'm cool. verified yeah but whatever who do, do they just do it one so does someone contact yeah you? we we yeah, basically ask because we were like oh, how okay. do we like why am I verified? Yeah. Like, yeah. What What's the change here? You okay. know, like so, it was, uh, men in black suits and black sunglasses didn't knock on your door and uh, uh, Kieran Block come with yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go into a private room. They take a picture. Make sure you are who you are. Fingerprint. Uh, no. Uh, 
So your organization, so there's basically some organizations, so Hockey Canada would be one. <coughs> yeah. Um, and after probably what I said, they're probably going to unverify yeah. me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I don't care. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, so like Hockey Canada, CBC, and yeah. some of those media outlets. Okay, yeah. So I, I think what happens is they sort of like submit that being like uh, so-and-so is who they are, so... Like a celebrity, let's say that's, uh, I don't know. Who's cool right now? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, we're out of touch. I know, I can't even yeah. think of. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. Her PR people probably yeah. contact so, her. So that yeah. would be, it would be yeah. like, they would, <clears throat> that account, there'd be some kind of conversation between like that account and somebody with Twitter to be like, yeah, this is gotcha. Billie Eilish. So, yeah. And then her account would get verified, yeah. um, so that you don't have thirty-five verified Billie Eilishes or yeah, whatever, exactly. like gotcha. the real Donald Trump representation. Yeah. And, or whatever. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so I, I, I think that your basically your names get submitted right. when you're with like hockey teams, organizations, gotcha. and and then they they verify that you are who you are. Yeah, like, gotcha. yeah sports okay. team. Cool. Or cool. your your the marketing. Yeah, you'd have like a marketing media, media yeah. person who probably. So that, they submit so. your name to yeah. like the Facebook media manager, and then they go, okay, check. Interesting. And put the right. yeah. put the check mark on there. Gotcha. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. You should get back on Twitter, man. Yeah. Yeah. Note yeah. that check mark. Yeah, use that. Use that check mark. Get the yeah. book sales up, sort of yeah. thing. So yeah. yeah, absolutely, most definitely. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, man. yeah. So much. No, thanks. We for appreciate having, it so much for having me. It's yeah, yeah. a lot of fun. Go listen to our episode on the Invictus podcast. Get a little bit With more about Kieran and yeah, yeah. And uh, buy his book. Uh, link in the uh, description. Absolutely. Alrighty. Now, 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 wait just a minute. Before you go, just a sincere thank you for listening to the show. You can find new episodes of the Long and Hard Podcast every Wednesday morning about 9 a.m.-ish, give or take. Don't hold me to that. Uh, we really appreciate your, you subscribing. If your podcast platform allows you to leave a review, please leave us a kind review if you've enjoyed the content here. Uh, just a reminder, Long and Hard Podcast. Uh, you can also find our other shows, other channels, uh, the Millennial Homeowner Podcast hosted by me and the Invictus Podcast hosted by Josh. If you head over to our website, longandhardpodcast.com and see our other shows there. Once again, a quick reminder that Thomas Harrington and Joshua Blaze are licensed real estate professionals in the province of Alberta, and any discussions here involving real estate are not intended to solicit buyers or sellers under contract. And just a friendly reminder, hey, this is a conversation. This show is not intended to be legal or professional or medical or any other kind of specific advice please consult a relevant professional in said area before acting on anything or any ideas you might get here thanks for listening as always and we'll see you next week peace